exactly every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic check on the record albums their own This is a special place. We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it ganja. Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I'm your host, Adam Dunn, and I am here in the studio, the illustrious studio here at Trezor in uh, Barcelona uh, with the Dankster. <laughs> yeah, and this is such an illustrious studio. I, you know, I try to pull out all the stops usually yeah. whenever I do anything on the road like this. I love it. The rider was very... Quality yeah. backdrop you have here. Hey, yeah. right now you don't even know what's going on behind no. The it's, private social club experience is amazing. Know. I love it. It's pretty awesome, right? So here we are, Spanibus 2019, uh, after parties, post parties, pre parties, everything going off around here. Uh, this is, you just kind of came out of the blue, right? You weren't even supposed to be here. You're not even allowed here right, at this point. I feel like I was invited, but it's slightly. possible that well, you're slightly invited. Okay. It might have just been lip service. Yeah. Well, you know, Beard service. Luckily, you're you're the kind of guy that people want to see at these events, so they they'll somehow pull it together to get you out here. Right. Yeah. Right. It was a last minute decision to come out, and uh, I'm very happy that I did. And this is you came last year. I was no. My last time here was I think 2015 or 2016. Yeah. It's been a little while. Yeah, and I haven't been here since 2012. I think it was. Yeah. So it's been a while. That was for Spanibus. I have been to Basque Country in the north and stuff a couple of times since right. then. But for Spanibus here in Barcelona, yeah. it's huge this year. Amazing. It's like 70,000 people or something like that. Incredible. It is. That's what they're saying. I mean, I don't know about that yet today. But in general, yeah. It's, yeah. It's ticket sales were, because last year was 45, and then they said this year it's going to be closer to 65. The amount of and, booths and the size of the booths, and also just the authenticity of the booths, too. It's not like. 500 CBD companies or whatever. It's like real, real companies that have been companies. around for years mo for the most part. It's an interesting mix for sure. It's like yeah. it's one of those ones where it's weird how there's a different take between Europe and America and all these different places because right now in the States, it's carpetbaggers and CBD companies coming out of nowhere and just like like you said, like cookie cutter, just boop, 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 boop. You know, all of a sudden Investors. there's 50. You're like, where do these fucking things come from? Here you get some old school, some new and... Man, the explosion of seed companies is ridiculous, oh, yeah. right? It's yeah. like all of a sudden you're like, oh, there's a whole fucking new generation here, which is it's it's half inspiring and half depressing because you also know that within that there's just like thinner and thinner <laughs> quality yeah. whenever you get well, more the and more. Poly hybrid situation is oh. a little bit out of control as far as how yeah. many things are being mixed together and how you can buy <laughs> ten seeds and get 10 phenotypes and I mean it, it's well it's the same thing that it was like the Amsterdam curse was always that it was a, just a recombination of haze northern light skunk like in <laughs> right. just five different ways you know what I mean and then there'd be something you know maybe added to the mix here and there but for mm -hmm. the most part it was just recombinations you know right I mean? slightly incestuous heavily incestuous like the industry <laughs> itself <laughs> heavily incestuous. in some ways yeah and, and I mean I think the the 
the part though that's interesting is that now everyone's like egoed out too. Like, oh my god, I haven't seen you know. Just have to watch how people like are trying to like present themselves as you know the epicenter of reading or whatever. And you're like, come on, guys, you know, it's just like slow. I mean, it's a plant, and we're all in service to the plant, and anything we can do to improve on it is wonderful. Mm-hmm. But just taking an elite strain and crossing it to another elite strain and throwing those seeds out is not breeding. And we all know that. Well, we've talked about this, I think with a lot of people too, it's like, it's a combination. Now everyone's more interested in the names before the strains themselves, you know, right. before the actual growing characteristics of the plant. You mm-hmm. know? Like if you named it before you ever smoked it or grew <laughs> it, then you're probably just going on that whole, like, Oh, it's going to be a dosy dough times cookie something. You know right. what I mean? It's just like, okay, that's, hot strains but it doesn't mean that they're going to automatically create and it also strains. means you're, you're you're basically using your audience as testers mm-hmm. you know what i mean so in the old days if you put out tester seeds you kind of gave them away and you mm-hmm. let people figure it out and they found the phenos for you and then you know yep. you'd work with those and they basically helped you with the selection process but they did it as a favor and you know they they got you know access to decent genetics in and, most and, cases and new, yeah, new right things. and new things but they were they weren't paying you know one hundred and forty dollars a pack for the right to just test seeds. They you know the, te- well, yeah. the ones they paid for were s- stabilized. Sure, and also I think like you can really ruin a, a sort of lineage just by rushing to the to the finish line quickly on especially on the name choice. First of all, because everybody, even though it sounds like uh, it's not that important it is important because it's like the first thing you know when people hear certain strains and if it doesn't work like if it's you call it something and it's not even close remotely close to that then you've pretty much created a a dud at that point you know what i mean the minute you have something that you're just like holy shit that does taste like a jolly rancher that's fucking crazy like it's a specific one like i even Mm -hmm. had some something today that tasted like literally like celery and cucumber water at a hotel like it's like dude that's fucking <laughs> weird i was like tastes at, like you yeah. stirred a celery and i was like that's south weird. beach in miami it was a strange you know, one you but wake you know, up and you you get that cucumber water out of the yeah, yeah exactly glass. well the hotel that we're at carla they got that same thing it was like but it was weird it was like that really does taste like celery and fucking of course I mean, they never noticed that I yeah. don't see the strains tell you what they're going to do to you rather so much the name of the strain themselves. I mm-hmm. really don't care about that. Yeah. I'd love to the hear it just list the, list the effects right there. Yeah. Well, almost- I mean, if you're breeding for the name, then you've already well, that's so- kind of starting off. You yeah. know, desirable traits are not names. It's, it's, it's Instagram. Traits. It's, it's like an Instagram uh, breeder, basically, at that point. Yeah. Because it's got it's to look good. It's got to have a good name. Right. You know, and that is a sad part. It's like we're really running out of fucking names. I'm like, holy shit, dude. We're coming out with like some of these crazy strains you're talking about, though, are fantastic. You know, these Slurricane and the mm-hmm. Wedding Cake and all these. I mean, they're amazing strains, mm-hmm. but they're phenotypes that have been found uh, through selection yeah. out of seeds. So, you know, you buy ten a 10 pack, you might not get that pheno out of the whole. You, you, know. you most likely won't. Most likely won't. If, yeah. if you're, unless, I mean, the thing is, most. It, most strains are not IBLs. Most strains haven't got, uh, you know, real, like, consistent work done to them where they're actually, like, uh, you know, uh, really hitting over, like, 85% consistency. Most of them not. Most of them are all over the place. And if you, uh, like, breeding dogs, I mean, if you have a great stud, you know, or 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 a bitch. <gasps> I know, I'm sorry. Yeah, edit that out. Back up edit, and edit it Go out. back. Edit <laughs> back. 
hit the. But you're right. Uh, stability. It doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't automatically mean the puppies are going to be awesome, because right. it, it really comes down and then again to the to the the genetics for real. Like if they how are you know are we talking like great in this generation but not so great in the next or and then on top of that you got like uh, obviously who's raising it right <laughs> so it's the same as like quality of cannabis but you got you got what do you got ids over here what's going on I see oh five we're, IDs. we're signing up as members for these oh okay what the, it means you're pulling out all your ids at once i was like which one <laughs> who, <laughs> am who am i, who am I today? Today? Holy sh- that's a great film uh but you're right stability is no longer like the one of the main factors here in desirable traits and I mean, I think we need to get back to that. I mean, well, if I've, I've heard it, people I mean, say, oh, you know, it Hermes out in the seventh or eighth week. Yeah, well, that's no, unacceptable. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's a yeah. I mean the, you're already making excuses for something. I mean, I think, like, Gorilla Glue is a fine example of that, where it's like it's kind of borderline Hermes plant, where it's like so it just takes a little bit too much pushing it, and it will pop off a, a couple, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And those couple, that's why there's so many crosses of Gorilla Glue out there, right. because so many people had that little small oh, a couple hundred seeds and they were actually really good because sure. they were probably female seeds because it probably was you know what i mean it's like so they're 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 probably not bad but they just keep carrying on the same problems you know what i mean so you end up with like a whole bunch of back to the beginning breed them out again well that's what you I, guys got i had a i had a uh, <laughs> i'll just critique it i had a guy we talked to recently who's from kazakhstan and he said there's four hundred thousand acres of wild cannabis growing in a region that's never been you know done by man at all it's just been completely just keeps going back you know hundreds of you know maybe even thousands of years so it's just like that's it wild and he's got access now to that for extraction because he's shown that he can take all the thc out just produce everything else and they're like oh cool why don't you help us clean up this half a million acres of wild crap you know what i mean but that's kind of where you're going to find all your secrets right there sure that's well that's the birthplace it's really. literally just like been yeah it is that chinese you know kazakh Tajiki, yeah. afghan is, areas it is literally the, the, the birthplace and on top of that it's like it's been so outcrossed at this point to the point of like I almost guarantee you it's going to be like Whatever it is, THC is probably CBD already. You know, just probably just balance. Usually in those kind of situations, it'll be a, a 10, 10 or a 12, 11, or, you know, some canatonic style strain or something. Right. In nature, it just sort of goes to the middle. Yep. Yeah. yeah and then when it's chosen for hash, it goes in one way. When it's chosen for tea, it goes in another. When it's chosen for, uh, you know, hemp and ruderalis kind of stuff in northern russia and places like that it goes to that place and that's where hemp you know comes from really and uh what's interesting about that also is that uh that's the human intervention in the plants sort Mm -hmm. of you know where it goes that's where that's where they enslaved us basically at that point. in a way they, like, like michael pollen like yeah. the botany of desire exactly. this, the exactly. plants enslaved us but um the cool thing is that uh you know the those traits change over time what's desirable changes so we're talking about stability less desirable when we started out in you know the 80s and 90s nobody yeah it was like you know the desirable traits were like chunky fast. indica fast 45 50 days you know bag appeal now you know the concentrate game has changed what's desirable yeah you want surface area mm. you want the the wispy sativa that might take an extra whatever 10 weeks you just, you just want because a unique turf profile for you want the profile like but you want that. the surface area too because you want the it, it, wispy's okay yeah. with for a concentrate maker because 
the more surface area, the more they can strip those terpenes off. Yeah. And and they take it early anyway, right? Yeah. So they'll take a 10-week strain down at you know, six or seven weeks because they get a, a clearer kind of, you know. Don't do it. Don't give out all this. Is that too much of no, all right. it's what it was talking I'm talking about. out of school. I'm just kidding. I'm all just right. kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, no it's, it's, I mean, it, it has I feel changed. like that's a no, pretty open secret as far oh, as, right. like, of course the is. clarity of concentrates. You know, the earlier you take them down, I mean, within reason, right? Yeah. But, but it's certainly a lot earlier well, than we lot. would take anything down for, for flower production. Or Next, you're going to tell them they can take a loop and actually look at the dry crumbs on there and actually <laughs> decide what they want to harvest for what type of refinement. But a lot of times, I mean, most, oh, of, sure. most of the times, if you actually <laughs> are, sure. if you're on there and checking that. them out every time, it seems like you almost miss the window quicker because you, you get so hypercritical at that point. Right. You're literally like, oh, my God, it was so good eight hours ago you know what i mean but the reality is you should have actually probably pulled it a couple days before that right because when you think it's really ready it's probably too far you know what i mean and like a steak you take it off the grill i know you're a vegan i'm sorry but yeah, when i take, take a steak off the grill it's usually just even vegetables away no what i'm saying even vegetables the grill. you take them off the grill <laughs> they stay warm they continue to cook on the oh, plate yeah. you, just vent, you vent them and all that it it, it you know yeah, the, the trichomes continue to yeah, develop cake, right? after you cut it down so you know i agree um also i mean that's where the art that's where do. the art comes into it though it's like literally like the couple times because a lot uh, what i've always noticed is because it's I, I grow with my mom a lot and she's obviously going to tell me what to do because she's my mom right so pretty much like i'll I go grow with my mom a lot that's a hashtag <laughs> yeah so his mom's there's OG. tens of people out there hashtagging i grow with my mom <laughs> yeah but you know the, the thing is that like of course she's always right right oh yeah you should have pulled it out there you know, and i'll argue with her back and forth but at the end of the day because she's really like attentive on those daily chores and things whereas i'm like you know eh, it'll be fine don't worry you know right. what i mean it's, there's a big window and she's really finite on those things and a lot of times it just seems like lately it's been especially because colorado's so fucking dry right you're just like Dude, what you thought you did in a week, you need to do it in three days. Because if you do it in a week, it's already too dry. You know, by the time yeah. you're done. So there's a lot of just always timing issues and it depends where you're at, you know. Yeah. That climate thing is so important because people ask me all the time about like growth questions. I'm like, well, where are you? What, you know, <laughs> they're like, how long should my head take to dry my plants? I'm like, well, you know, are you in Colorado? Are you in Northern California? Are you in Las Vegas? Yeah. You know. It, should I use a humidifier? Should, should I get a dehumidifier? I'm like, well, it really all depends. You know? No, no, no. I want one solution that works everywhere, please. <laughs> and I need it now. Well, well, the difference too, though, is like uh, in in a small scale. Of course, it's like you kind of want to adjust to wherever you're at. But in a larger scale production, you kind of got to be ready for both, right? Whether, sure. Even if you're in a dry environment. Who the fuck knows? You know what I mean? All of a sudden right. you get like super, because there is times in Colorado where it gets humid. Nobody knows what Den the Denver has weather changes. <laughs> it rains there occasionally. Denver has weather changes, you guys. Breaking news. Breaking. <laughs> it could be 60 degrees and then five well, degrees. We just had snowpocalypse, bro. Oh, uh, that's right. That's right. How'd you make it out? We left early. Yeah. We were out. We were out the door. We pretty much whisked out. We are out the door like, later. Did you change your flight? No, I didn't have to. No, because I flew out on Tuesday. No, you were pushing. And it was fine. Now, do oh. you find do you find that taking plants down uh, later, like past the window where they're like amber, mm -hmm. it makes for like a more lethargic smoke? So even yeah, if it's a sativa, usually, usually. it could make it a little more like 
It's lift. not as quite as jumpy or electric right. as it was the other way if you like pulled the lower. Well, it's THC degrading into CBN and that sort of thing. Which is weird because right now all of a sudden CBN is like the fucking hot. It's like the hot date. Everyone's like, oh yeah, yeah. CBN. I want shit loads <laughs> what do you mean of it's that? last you're like, year's CBG? You're like, <laughs> no, but you're like, CBN, who wants that? That's like degraded weed. I mean, that's like terrible. Uh, but it's, it isn't. But it's, it's got a good therapeutic. I mean, you know. I guess we're old. We're talking about cannabinoids. I feel like the kids are all about the terps. Oh, they're all about the terps. <laughs> <laughs> cannabinoids are for old guys like us. I found a, I found a, like a nineteen terps are for the kids. A nineteen ninety four catalog. Well, not even catalog, just like a price list. And it was 94? a Maui. It was a it was a Maui mist and a string called Maui mist, uh-huh. and, it, and it basically said like uh, it spelled. Terpenoids with a U, so I knew I was like way. I was close. I was close, but no cigar. But I was like, you know, it looked like ter- terpenoids, but it was. Ter- <laughs> but I was like, look at that man. I was on the terpenoid and flavonoid tip in my descriptions. Back Dude, then. you were on the rosin tip. I remember the laminator. That's that's the rosin. I know, but that was stupid. I was like, I, I was uh, like, you call it stupid. I call it the best way ever to mail hash back home. I have no idea what you're talking. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I mean, what? back up, back up. Hello, edit that out. hello. Check, check, check. This wrong number, many, wrong many number. Many Frank call. Oh, yeah, this is before it was a, uh, you know, before it was. But even, you was were really pressing. Easy. I mean, helping. I, you know what? Let's just rewind this and just say <laughs> the statute of limitations is gone. <laughs> Nobody's coming for you. Let's done. just say there was look, a laminator look, look machine behind, behind you on the corner. You can kind of see it. Oh, it's there. There's a laminator machine. There's a laminator right there. Oh, okay. Oh, we could, we could the original rosin press. Yeah, well, you know, the, the sad part is, is that because I was so uh, fixated on trying to keep it within the in this picture, I didn't want it to spread out that when it did spread out, I didn't realize that that was all the rosin. And I was just kind of like cutting that away and throwing right. it. Ah, this is all <laughs> fucked. It's all stuck into the paper. It's no good. But if I just fucking threw wax paper down, that would have been, been it. Like, right. Oh, like, man. Oh, parchment paper, bro. Just and then after somebody the fact, came back to so me obvious. like from, from the future and been like, Parchment paper. I'd be like, because ah. I would just make these things, and then at the end, it would all. If it was really good, it would just, you know, squish yeah. out, and then it would be like the best quality, all stuck into the paper. So now you would be viral on Instagram with that, like, the squishiness of that. <coughs> well, the thing out. is, well, the funny part was, it was like at that moment in time, I really felt like there was very few, like, times that you could have access to a lot of weed at all times. Be comfortable enough to be play, you know, play around with it and fucking screen it and stuff, and because you have to be so secretive, and you're all of a sudden like, you know, fucking whipping up. And so I was just making when I was doing all the dry sieve back in the day. It was like it's a moment in time. I was like, hey, you know, I'm probably like one of a couple hundred people in the world that even do this. It's still, you know, what I mean, it was like just about to die as a tradition because nobody was, you know, unless you lived in Morocco or you lived in some Afghanistan or something. But for the most part, it wasn't like. It was in the 60s and 70s and people going over to learn and do make chars and stuff because it all kind of mostly changed. There's still some small families, but for the most part, all that kind of changed. So I'm, when I'm in Amsterdam, I'm just like cobbles. I got my little like wooden thing there and I'm knocking out little, I was making pogs at the time, like little hash pogs. Right. Like coin, basically coins of, coins. of yeah. pressed rock. Pressed, Inside of a laminate. And I had pressed keef, like just. Yeah, because it was dry sieve, sieve. and dry sieve is just so much like nicer to work with on a long term. If you want to make something and like let it sit for ten years and come back and actually be able to smoke it or something or you know preserve something, you can't beat it. Like dry sieve just naturally does it. You know, it's the it's the gland head, so it's like contained within there. The oil is like yeah, it just has a you know it's in there until you you know mush it up and secrete it or whatever. It's like 
naturally contained within that like, gland head. Secret. Secreting ash from your I mean. <laughs> Just squeeze <laughs> your hand and it secretes it. Yeah, These dab kids need to know. You know? These dab kids need to know. These <laughs> young kids, you need to understand how it well, we're, we're literally at that phase now in our life. Where everyone is a, the, the dang whippersnapper. The whippet, yeah. the whippet snappers. No, we were the whippet snappers. 100%. <laughs> These kids don't even know what's up. You know? <laughs> the whippet snappers. That's a good one. You like that? Yeah. Put that on a t-shirt. It's done. Somebody's already doing it. <laughs> In cyberspace <laughs> right now, hashtag whippet snappers. <laughs> whippet snappers. Whippet snappers. Uh, I like tree basing too. That was one I thought was funny for a t-shirt, but uh, I guess the time. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what's your? You going to Sharp Tower tomorrow? I'd like to. Oh, okay. Of course. Just, yeah, yeah. We'll get you in. Do you know anybody? If you can get me, I might know somebody. I might know somebody. I might know somebody. Does it work? What do we have to mention? What's the code <laughs> word? It's not. It's not the done deal. Is there a there. shake or something? Or unfortunately, the done deal works. There's a certain here, amount but... of Instagram followers that you need to get in. I think. Shit. No, I'm just kidding. Can I go as your bitch? No. That would yeah. be typical. <laughs> I have like. 37. You want to switch with Jesse. Plus, they have to be organic. They have to be veganic. There you go, Jesse. Veganic? Yeah, it's beyond organic. It's the new influencer uh, thing. You need veganic. Uh, uh, <laughs> just Is Kyle here? Isn't that, yeah, I was going to say. Isn't this Kyle? We're talking veganics. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen him here. But, um, oh, nice. I wrote oh. to him. I didn't mean to write back. So, a little soft. Very turpid. Uh oh. Very turpid. Uh oh. Oh, see, saucy goodness. Ooh. What's going on back there? Jay Lopes. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Mr. Lopez himself. Pass, pass this way. I call him all, all former. These are all former guests. You know, I'm, I'm totally like just rehashing old. I just made rehashed up. I get it. You like that? I get rehashing it. washed up old. Uh, Wait, guests. washed up? Washed up old guests. Yeah, that I'm just like. But washed in very, very cold water. Yeah, and hang dried and very <laughs> gently. Yeah. Yes, of course, hang dried. <laughs> just happy to be here. Everybody thinks we're having you. And, and and everybody just to just know play that good. Just want to be good. Jesse was responsible for getting Mr. Dank out here. He put him in his luggage. I heard you. I heard you were in the luggage, right? I was. That well, was a good trip. Yeah. That was a good deal. Bag so he'd be comfortable. Nice. Yeah. I also had to. I also had to bring the culero. Culero. Do you know about the culero? No. Culero. <laughs> tell us, tell us. That's a Spanish thing. That's the uh, the hash that makes its way over through oh. the culo. Oh, good job. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, Is that a buzzkill? Yeah. We gotta get high. I, right, go. it. I like my hash with corners. That's what my uh, friend Craig Coffee says. Uh, it's funny. Yeah, I, like I like hash with, with sharp corners on it. Yeah, then, then you know least, it, at least it didn't come through. Are you sure? They couldn't have just cut the Those egg out. ones, those certain sized eggs. <laughs> It's the funny. shoe hash I like too. Shoe, shoe like hash is good, but shoe, yeah. you know, but shoe still is, there's like foot sweat foot going on. Foot funk going on. Yeah, there's funk and sweat. You put a balloon around Danko and show. But in general, but in general, no, I'm the same. Uh, like I, I saw some comfortable Like when you see chunks of hash, especially here in Spain, a lot of times they're already in it, and the guys are always like, "No, no, 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 no." It's never been swallowed, you know. You're like, yeah, well, why is it this shape? Well, it's gonna be swallowed, but you know, yeah, never we, made it we, there. Yeah, we yeah, decided sure, on sure. a different mm-hmm. route. It's really? like, yeah, no, like, this is like, like these bulbs. The I only use these bulbs for one crop, bro. Just this one crop. Like, well, long like... one long three year crop that I did that never quite finished, and here they are. This yeah. was like get him to the Greek. I got to the airport with yeah. uh, with Jesse, and he was like, just hey, listen, just. Just bring, bring this. We got to bring this. Oh, at the end of the line, I get a running start and just dive on in. I was like, wait a second. I thought I was just going to Barcelona. Now, wow. was it in line, like hand back? Yeah. Oh, oh like thanks. Full, yeah. Yeah. Like thanks, was, buddy. Yeah, it was. 
Well, yeah, you paid your ticket, dude. That's it. I am. Like, yeah. yeah. And the hash made it here, and That's you're good. smoking it right now. Oh, my That's God. Right. Welcome to yeah, hello, <laughs> Officer Stadenko. You got that? You got that. I mean, we it got was that. plastic. Yeah. Oh, it was plastic <laughs> hash, 100%. This is, and there was no in between yeah. that. Yeah. Pine. Yeah. No. We got a strain. We got a strain name on that? We can oh, take our. It's uh, think SpaceX. It's Apple Express crossed by Skywalker. Oh, repeat that. Skywalker uh, Pineapple Express. Pineapple Express. Pineapple, Sky, Skywalker. Pineapple okay. Express crossed with Star Starwalker. Star Skywalker. 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 And it's by Yeah, I made this I made the stream. Nice. Okay. Shout out your company. Uh Green Gold Healing. There we go. Yeah. Green Gold this is Healing. The fire right here. You guys can see this on this the screen. You need smell a vision at home. So yeah. Like 12, 13 people out there, man. They I'm have it. You. Did you see that thing yeah. they had it posted the other day? It's out. It's, it's happening. But I don't know. If it's, it? Yeah, I don't know if it's real. Come on! They said VR goggles, and then you got this thing, and they had up to <laughs> three hundred cents that they can. I believe every, it every couple of months, really every couple of months, someone comes to high times and tells us, "Oh, we you got the, the we got the scratch and sniff. This one smells just like weed." And the hoverboard. Never, I never smelled one that smelled like weed. No. Yeah. And we even did one one time, and it was. I close, remember. But, I remember. Yeah. I got, come on. I actually brought this silly little coin that they make. My da- assistant Dan got it for me a long time ago, and this is scratch and sniff, and it does what? not, does not smell like weed. Yeah, like seriously, if you touch the green part, then it has like a little. It doesn't smell like <laughs> weed. It smells like pine salt, but whatever they tried. Scratch and sniff yeah. coin. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a bad, bad idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just in general. Yeah, you have everybody touch people give you all kinds. Yeah, and then you put it in your nose. Wait yeah. till you hear how he got it from America to here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you were holding it when he shoved it. It was too packed in the rear, so we had to figure out something new. When it's you like, scratch it, you really sniff. That's like two in that <laughs> copper weed. No, this yeah. is the fire right here. Yeah. What oh, is yeah. this called again? Come on, Skywalker times. Uh, What's the Skywalker? Why is it settling? We call it SpaceX. Look at the two different weeds. So we SpaceX. Got, we have the chirps floating. The name on is top, SpaceX. We have, uh, we have and some more. It's like sauce diamonds. You don't see stuff like that in Spain. Quite as often. I, I mean, I've, I haven't been here for a couple of years, but. Uh, okay. And where are you based at? I'm here now, but I'm from oh, yeah? San Diego. Oh, awesome. Branched so out. Oh, nice. So that's yeah. local local fare there. That's right. Where that can you pick that up here? <laughs> oh, yeah. We already missed that on that well, Is that available? <laughs> in... A lot of the social clubs have it available, uh, yeah. Social it's clubs have it. by name. Yeah, it's like, under U.S. Extracts. U.S. Extracts. U.S. Extracts in Barcelona, Spain, where the scene is incredible. I mean, yeah. we're talking to people who may not have ever been here. Uh, they have to understand what's going on. I mean, the social club situation is Well, incredible. the one that we're in right now, let's say here at Treasure, this has been here for about a year. And you can just tell that, like, there's there's like, uh, at least 30 or more in, in, that are decent. Like, there's probably many more underground ones, but there's, like, 30 good, solid ones. My so. hat's really off to, like, the owners. They, they do a good job at making it a beautiful ambiance. Mm-hmm. They try to, you know, it's inviting when you come in. I've, I've been to numerous places that were more speakeasy, we'll say it that way, than uh-huh. social club. And in the States, sometimes they just buy a dilapidated building, and then the next thing you know, you're calling it a club. Here, it's like, it's something you want to be a part of instead of like, oh, you guys just want to go there every night. But they still take a risk. Yeah. I mean, there's still a huge risk and like they're sticking their necks on the line and what's creating also, this social use, which I think is so important for people to see. What, what was interesting at the show today was to meet with uh, a couple different Dutch crews that have come down here to set up shop here, you know, and uh, just the amount of you can just tell every they're every one of them's tired from the ordeal. You know, it was well, not you were there 25 years, right? Oh yeah, well that's tired there, but just coming here to set it up here too is not as easy as people think. It's like it's one of those things where you really, 
you really have to jump through more hoops it's, it's than you different think. business in america you walk in they tell you you know leave that we're gonna give you half what you want in three months and uh we'll see you later you come back you see it for five times the price on the shelf mm-hmm. over here there's too many people coming in bringing stuff you need to come in you need to sit down you need to make business they need to build confidence in your product mm-hmm. yeah and just i think also the the, like you were saying, how the clubs are taking a risk here, Joe, is because also the rules haven't quite, you know, been oh, yeah. fully adapted. And the, the good part, though, is that the 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 real idea of a good social club, like like what Amsterdam had as a vibe back in the day, is here for sure. Like it's definitely alive and well. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, like in the states, it's shit. You know what well, I mean? We haven't got like, one good. Depends place. on where you go. I mean, there's yeah. places here and there. There are few and far between, but. Uh, yeah. you know, and if they are, they're there only because they, you know, are all inclusive. It's not like a place where you can just walk in. Oh, certainly, you know what I mean? Not. It's and, a private, yeah. private situation. There's something about being in Amsterdam where you can sit outside on a porch, outdoors. Mm-hmm. You're Science. part of the, if it's, part, if it's, if it's looking weather, at the world go by. The right. <laughs> Dutch <laughs> Flowers has a police station across the street, so right. I love sitting there and just watching them go in and out of the police station, and they don't have a care in the world about us smoking our weed in the, in the you know, right across the street. Yeah, because we're not the criminals that they're looking for, yeah. you know. Like it's like just... we were talking about today, though, when we were saying that it feels a little more rushed when you're in Amsterdam. You come in, it says free Wi-Fi, but the Wi-Fi is broke or they don't have it on. It's come in, get your stuff, and then get on out so the next customer can come in and get their stuff. It's not so big. It's not so right. it's welcoming. Race. Whereas here, you know, it's like, come on in, sit Every down, have a drink. we got sandwiches as well. You need some weed. It's up here. It's a very that. Yeah, mm-hmm. people will take you, you know, they'll, they'll, oh, I got the gelato, try this, and then somebody else will buy the, the haze or whatever, and, you know, they'll sit down, they'll compare, and they'll look up the breeder, and they'll walk, and it gives you something to do while you're sitting here. So the education level between the, just the customers here is way more in-depth than the average person that's picking yeah. up a dime bag from the buddy and trying to get a deal back in California. Yeah. yeah. The, the culture's a little different. They, this is more like you there. They call them a social lounge. These are people coming to relax after a long day of work. In fact, last night we were at one of the places. It worked. Uh, and, a, and a gentleman. No, it's no good. He, he didn't like it. Uh, and uh, a gentleman had just come in from working all night long, and he had to study a bunch of stuff. And he's like, I'm just stopping by for a real quick joint, and then I'm back home. And it was that was cool to see. It's like a bar scene here what, rather than the sesh style where you show up from the moment it opens and you don't leave until they're kicking out of the parking lot. It was, it was awesome to just see that vibe of easy access come and go that quickly. Right. Well, and that's the thing is once you get, uh, you know, past the whole neighbors and bullshit and things like that, 99% of the time is never an issue. You know? It's just a matter of like people get this weird idea like, oh man, it's going to be crazy. You're like, really? It's like, way less crazy than a bar you know what I mean? right as as it's the it's nicest like, storefront on the block <laughs> yeah like legit this entrance to this facility uh it's like a hotel like what are you talking well about? recently i noticed in amsterdam like the prices of like cali weed it's like new york used to be or something like mm-hmm. the fanciest cannabis in amsterdam is like 40 euros a gram that's ridiculous i mean that's a joint or two depending on how you roll joints and for me it's a joint, it's a joint. Yeah. <laughs> One joint. that's a 40 euro joint i mean yeah. And it, it, you know, they call it, yeah, it better be good, but it's Cali Outdoor, (laughs) or it might even be grown, even in Holland, but it's Cali, you know, strains or whatever. But I mean, that's just a price that's ridiculous and shouldn't be 
know, well, I mean, it, when you equate it to the, the current situation in like Prop 64 for California, it's almost identical. It's not exactly the same because obviously the euro has a little bit higher value than the dollar. But if you're in, you know, California right now, I had people that were, you know, visiting from a different state and they were blown away that they paid $60 for an eighth of something that when they got what they saw in the jar uh, wasn't actually what was in the showcase. And so that's, that's also the that's taxes and loopholes yes. and regulations yeah. that people have to jump here. It's part of those. Here, they're just charging you more because it's just better than <coughs> like this, our cab driver. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's just yeah. They're just they know it's a premium product and they know you're desperate for something better than yeah. just what's the average thing that's you know ten or twelve euro a gram. And you know we're, we'll we'll pay the extra because we want the quality. Yeah. I think that also is telling for us back in the States where everyone's so afraid of corporate cannabis. Uh, but as they have this race to the bottom and quality just keeps dropping and dropping and dropping and prices keep dropping too. I think our, you know, our real connoisseurs and aficionados are going to create an industry where the craft, the real craft cannabis, the small batch, you know, mom and pops. I'm a little, I'm a little nervous though, because the problem is that everybody literally has the same answer like oh but i'm gonna grow craft craft cannabis it's like well not everybody can do that well no of course not not just by saying your craft or by being not so big or by there's way more that you think is the right way doesn't mean that it could no it could be no-till garbage (laughs) and that happens what do you mean no-till garbage (laughs) it could be right i mean my sponsors are gonna freak out they're gonna be dropping me they'll be like Uh oh he called it no-till that was no i love no-till i mean and I, I speak up for it can be grown, all of that, it can, but I'm saying it, both hydrogen, is wrong. All of it can be grown wrong, sure. of course. And, yeah. then, and then top of that is like, you know, I think everybody's just as good as what they've been exposed to as, as far as you can go. Right. Like, so you can imagine what better weed is like, but right. it's hard you to only know. know what's around It's you. hard to know it until you actually yeah. smoked it or, te- you know, grew it or yeah. made it around it. And, you know, you, sometimes when you go to, it's like when you're traveling and, and somebody gives you weed and. You feel obligated, obviously, to kind of like test it or check it out. And sometimes it's just lackluster at best. But in their world, that was, you know, pinnacle of their, <laughs> their deal. And, yeah. and you don't want to tell them, like, yeah, it's, you know, it's really garbage. But at the same time, you do realize that that, that, that guy could almost never get to that level because he just hasn't even got I a think that's it. why I'm viewed of as such an asshole because <laughs> I literally am like yo bro let me talk to you real quick like this <laughs> like I'm, I'm not trying to be like yo uh, you just offered me that but like I've seen some really good stuff and let me talk to you and show you a couple maneuvers that maybe will help you and so sometimes just stepping into the game and like telling somebody like hey I noticed that your plant looks like this which might be a deficiency of that and if you increase this that might be helpful uh some people don't like that. <laughs> well, I try to, to do it. To yeah, I try. But I try to do it like, in a good. nice way. Like, no, you, you got to do it in a nice way. You got to like compliment it and yeah. then tell them. Right, but, it, but it's way overfed. And... I got to have you with me, Danny, so you can coax me along with it. Because normally I'm like, yeah. dude, this is shit. Let me show you how to grow some good ass weed. And then they're like, I hate that guy. So my apologies to all those people. And it's really, I mean, it's, it's really hard to go into any. I mean, actually, I've always find it the opposite. Though. Like when you go into someone else's garden. I can figure their garden out real yeah. quick. Yeah. Like, yeah. My own garden. But I'll what's like, funny is eh, you know, we maybe. talk about this. That's, like, that's in, we talk like, about you this need like somebody else to critique you. You don't yeah. see yourself unless you're looking in the mirror and really having that moment. Yeah. But is we talk, we talk about this like we're snobs or whatever. Yeah. And no. we are in a oh way. My God, but yeah. if we're in Costa Rica and somebody breaks out seeded some booth, seeded like, yeah. like Paraguay, you know, brick or whatever, 
And that's all we yeah. got? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to get high. I'm going to eat all of this in this room. It may give me a headache, but I'm going to be like, cool. I actually get really buzzed on that kind of weed, though, because it's usually like, I'm like. It's so different. Uh, well, the cannabinoid I never smoked this in a million years. years. Yeah. Why did I get really high? Why did I get so high off of that? 1987 <laughs> call. Yeah, well, it's yeah. the Paraquat. And I'm like laughing <laughs> on the couch watching Fat Albert again with a fucking fine <laughs> ice cream. What? <laughs> It's Paraquat yeah. Terps. Yeah. You guys yeah. know about the Paraquat Terps? <laughs> some of the some of the uh, viewers and listeners are way too young for that. Google but all of us Google right Paraquat. here, we got Paraquat. Yeah. Google Paraquat. And what do they call? Do you call them dab kids again? We're talking about things that happened in maybe the late seventies, early eighties. Join some bombs for our When your parents were born. When your parents were born. Paraquat was Reagan. That was eighty six. Yeah. Thanks, Nancy. Miss you, honey. All right. Just say yeah. N2O. So what? So, N2. No. so what? Have you been? Uh, you did the whole show today? Yeah, it was a it was a cool show. I'm still late. I got there late myself. Still out there. I I actually did too. It's the the whole change and transition right. of everything. Right. That's the um, I, uh, I think it was the going to bed at five in the morning. Probably yeah. was probably, the, probably the reason why it was a little harder. We went out to a restaurant <laughs> oh, too late and had the on. most amazing food. So it was a good time. This guy showed us around and we all had a good time. But uh. No, it was, it was a good show. I'm still really trying to see some more hemp technologies out there, really uh, hoping to inspire some people to want to, instead of just be a CBD member or something like that in the industry, to start contributing the real products. So some more plastic companies, a little more paper. And I, I, I get... And that's you know, the ones that I think are going to be the... the that's the long The real deal, deal yeah. as far as when it comes down to like, what are you going to do with 100,000 acres of, of hemp? Even if you're going to make... Make CBD. pants. What? I'm going to make pants. Pants. Yeah. No, that ain't gonna work. <laughs> well, you, you can break some of it down to pants. Forget, but forget about your pants. As someone who is a long, has a long I can tell you. I can tell you one thing. Pants are fucking a nightmare, dude. If you want to make clothes, don't make pants. Make <laughs> everything but pants. Pants are what people complain about the most. Okay. I figured that out real quick as owning a shop. It's like couldn't get anybody to agree on anything. Like when it came to that, like if you had a certain style. It was either the two this, two that, whatever. Didn't make my ass look right or something like that. Whereas with tops, I'll take it. You know, that was pretty much the, I was like, it's much good. easier. Absolutely. Well, pants you gotta like put on and you know. Well, you like and take and your other pants off. What? That's yeah. a lot of work right there. Yeah, that's <laughs> so. I remember I like ten piece. Those were decent pants. Yeah. Ecolution had kind of pretty good ones, but I, I, honestly, though, when it comes I to like if the you see a photo of yourself wearing Ecolution <laughs> pants, you'll yeah. disagree yeah. with that. Well, it was I think I will because like, I saw um, myself in the games. Like we all were. Wait, do you own anything by Adam Dunn? Because I don't own anything by Adam Dunn. Because you know why? Because he doesn't make things in my size. You know what? I actually I have a I have a two XL parka that does not button. He's got, but I still rock that. Motherfucker yeah, with a goddamn dope ass. Yes, I got my scarf and I'll be in Amsterdam showing scarf off my hood. Scarf and a barely zipped up mm. jacket. Well, you know what? Most guys in, in Europe aren't the biggest of people. So at the time that they were created, that wasn't really the demographic. No, and now no. that they're merging into that American market, they better start having some 6XLs. You're putting on a, a scarf to go European? I yeah. Think we, yeah actually, we actually blended. Did into a pretty Nobody good. notices. Triple oh, yeah. X and we did I some four like, X's. Yeah. So I feel we, like we, there were some big sizes. We here had and some there. big boys. We, and the bulletproof ones. And I've had a bunch of yeah. guys that come in. My they used to come in the store and they'd always be like, "You ain't got nothing that fits me." And I'd be like, "Boom, put it on. Oh shit, it fits." And they'd be like, yeah, they do run the So we nailed them. Yeah, we did. Well, the cool thing we is you don't have to Europeans. wear a sweatshirt we were, underneath. We were them. too big for Europeans. That was our problem. And we were too still too small for. Americans. I still am. It was like a never-ending like 
Yeah. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> one side. I admit, right. Whatever did it fit me, fine. So that's, that's all that mattered really <laughs> at the end of the day. Uh, well, I, when honestly, I, back to that, that quick topic about pants, though, and Adam is right. <laughs> <laughs> really quickly I'll, on the stoner tip. Let's uh, get on back on the pants. It, uh, honestly, like when it comes down to the pants, there's only really one use for uh, hemp pants, and that's like a scrubs outfit for like a nurse or a doctor or something like that. And the reason for that is obvious. It's the, you know, hemp resistant, all the factors and blah, blah, blah. But uh, besides that, Mike. they're really not the most comfortable things to wear. And what? Don't unless, start with that. Well, unless you uh, have broken them in or there's a little bit behind it and, and the fashion well, side of things well, to the make en them equivalent enzyme, enzyme. is so expensive of a, of a blend there's a lot of softening you can yeah. use enzymes you can do all sorts of uh on the field dressings and things like that that actually help start to break it down a little because the whole problem is that the fibers themselves are are uh well they're long and they're stiff and they'll get supple after time but you can uh i, I mean i i've seen the improvements on hemp cloth over the years so rapidly to the point where I had a little swatch that I started off with that was like nappy and you know like look at this is hemp bro <laughs> you know that was yeah. like my quest and then it came from that it went from that all the way up to silk blends yeah, and all right. sorts of high end well, stuff I yeah now I was at Headcase we got so much shit for using Chinese hemp and then there was Hungarian hemp that was oh yeah, like yeah Headcase like, there's, yeah. there's a good story there's, well, a, there's a diversion I made Segway. hats I was I worked for Mitch Khan and we I, made your hats that's how I, I met you and I was, that was my very first hemp product that I would call like an actual, like I could reorder it product. It wasn't like just some <laughs> one-off thing right? that some bracelet or some bullshit, but it was wow. like, so this is our head case yeah. was the first product we had. And it was also the hardest thing to get the Americans or the uh, Europeans to buy an American hat at that price. It's a baseball hat. They don't even know from baseball. Well, right? no, and the hat. funny part was, is if you think about like grassroots and all these companies now, they're like, bro, bro, we got the hat flat. You know, it's like, Headcase was killing it yeah. way back in the day, like before any flat bills were out, before anybody had it. But they had like design, you know, they had the in, under the bottom lid design. And the hidden pocket. And the hidden pocket. And so, I mean, they pretty pocket. much were already fucking 20 years ahead of that whole, <laughs> you know, new generation yeah. where it's like, and it's, and it's interesting to see because that, that, that company was definitely like a cool company at the time. Figured out that hemp actually is really useful if you're build if you're making high quality hats to begin with, you know, because that's the biggest problem with hemp in general is that it's too high a quality to apply it to most applications. So you end up like, I'm gonna grow document paper and I want to make toilet paper out of it. And you're like, that doesn't really make sense. Yeah, you're better off to make toilet paper out of shit that's gonna fall apart and be crappy, not. That shit is going to be a hundred years and it's going right. to be a perfect document. Well, I think later the smart on. thing that Mitch did too is he, he bought hemp fabric and made the, and made it the hemp fabric into hats in America, in a union yeah. shop uh -huh. in New Jersey, rather than farming it out to the Chinese to make the Oh, hats. they couldn't do you it. Know, right. I don't think they could have done not it. Not at that time. And certainly not the right way, you and, know. And that was the thing is like, I remember like I had a fishbone hat and I had a few other ones that they did. So they were like on the same tip doing bands and doing, mm -hmm. you know, doing cool things and for me it was like interesting because it was like i tried to go to all the fucking shops like bulldog and all the big ones and i remember them all going like 11 yeah, 11 the price point that is so much 11 you know and i'm like yeah. 11 and it's but literally it's the same price as a fucking headcase hat right now it's about 11 bucks. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like and, it's the exact same price and they're day. charging 20 dollars for their cheap you know three dollar hats basically yeah. now so mm -hmm. it's you know it's just a higher quality and it's hemp and 
uh, I, yeah, I mean, that's how I met you basically is I was able to come to Amsterdam mm -hmm. because I was bringing those hats over. And so, you know, rather than us shipping them, yeah, it was cheaper to just take oh. a trip over and bring them. And so when then, the guy asks you at the airport if you packed your bags and if these, these are all your samples. We had low minimums. So it was like 48 hats to you, 48 hats to Sensi Seeds, 48 right. hats to Gray Area, 48 hats here. We just spent the whole time running around with, you know, two, you know, four dozen hats for each different shop because we had low minimums and we embroidered them. I mean, they were... Know, nice fancy hemp hats. Oh, that's some great, great. Design. Like I said, it was like definitely the. It's how I got my start and how I met you. And oh, how... it's all going back. I'm yeah. about to cry, you guys. Oh. <laughs> I would, I would. It's amazing. Well, it's right? all come back, and now hemp is all about Cute CBD, right? I mean, yeah. now fabric who cares? You know, oh, seeds yeah. who cares? It's yeah. really just about well, uh, and that's extracting the well, CBD seeds, from the I flower. Say seeds wait, 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 how? <laughs> Well, no, seeds, I mean seeds for food. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> we would, why would we want to do that? Well, it's, it that's, was big. So that's what I'm talking about. No, like, Canada when we think about Canada, the different varieties of hemp that should be establishing, uh, I want to see a competitor. I want to see somebody else, like, 3D printing tiled floors and, yeah. like, furniture. When it comes down to it, we're the only firm that's doing those types of things. And it's not like we're better than everybody. It's 3D printing. Somebody else go make a different hemp composite and become my competitor and sell that shit to Ikea. Like, there's a lot of advanced and opportunities out here but we're so wound up over cbd cbd is the byproduct i should be able to contact somebody and say what type of hemp variation do you have and they say we have fabric we have plastic we have whatever and then break those components down and say cool then i need this amount of it from you and whatever's left over i'll buy for your cbd situation as well that, that's the way that i envision this industry i think a lot of the uh most people who really had a, a big backdrop within the uh, ad advocism for hemp, that's the way they see it, too. And, and we need those projects right now in products. Right? I think that's a great thing to talk about because I think there are projects being diverted from things like building materials yes. and bricks and yes. things that you can make houses out of because yeah. everybody wants to get on this CBD cash cow right now oh, yeah. with the myth of the gajillion kilogram sale. What do you mean, myth? Well, <laughs> you mean that's not out there? Know, ben Drunkers in Holland has been doing, you know, hempcrete and oh, yeah. that kind of stuff, building materials, but it's just, it's, it's very it's, difficult. I went to the, it's cost, you know, the prohibited. hemp and marijuana right. extravaganza in 1998 at Condi's Redwood Lumber, sponsored by High Times. Okay. And there were people there that had sneakers and just yeah. things that you didn't think of. I mean, they really had bricks and boards, and they were talking about ten that times the, the tinsel strength of steel. Well, yeah. you know, the, the where'd it go? It's gone now. I mean, everyone well, right around two thousand, it really kind of dropped off. Well, the interesting he part now is that we actually part. have now uh, the ability to get enough hemp to start to make a, yeah. make some real uh, you know inroads. Because at the, up until now, it's been like, all right, so you're going to grow, and then you're going to you you're going to try to make something out of it, which is going to take a lot of material it's not it's not going to be a small amount and it's kind of like cost again cost prohibitive at that point. how do you but, process it yeah but then if you get a certain point where you have a couple hundred thousand acres going and you're like okay well for every two and a half acres is like a 1400 square foot home you can start calculating that pretty good and like oh shit that's like two thousand ten you know four thousand five thousand homes now we have some you know something coming out of this and it's uh it's weird though because as as it gets because everyone's just hyper focused on CBD just like they were hyper focused on weed yeah 
And now the weed's not even interesting to people anymore because so much regulatory bullshit. You're like, well, I'd rather just grow fields of that and get paid that and not have to fucking Well, it. well like, <laughs> like he's talking about this unicorn yeah, that's out there running you better around. Not to to get, you better not expect to get pre-prohibition <laughs> prices for it. You know what I mean? You better you better build into your business plan the, the fact that the cost is going to drop for it. You know, precipitously. Oh, of no, of course. And if it's <laughs> CBD, I mean, like it's it's funny to see people selling thirty dollar pounds, you know, of anything. It doesn't matter what it is. You're like it's thirty bucks, you know. Even though it's, it is hemp and maybe it's just a high CBD uh, strain or whatever. But at the end of the day, when you start to uh, compare that to the amount of input you need for just like a quarter acre, you know, of cannabis yeah. with the amount of fencing and cameras and just bullshit necessary yeah, but i don't care if a ton of hemp is grown and even if it rots in the field i think growing hemp is just good for the environment yeah. it's good for a lot of things yeah. the market's going to find its level yeah it's going to become commoditized yeah. i i says I, the guy I, who's not out there in the farm <laughs> i'm not a farmer you know i mean i i i i can appreciate that i mean look at this industry the cannabis industry was built on people who had a skill set that uh, kept them secret that they didn't have to share their knowledge with anybody that was their skill they could grow weed and nobody knew about it yeah. now we're out of the shadows and this is back to farming yeah. this is farming we need to start looking at areas where they've been farming crops yeah. at just these huge well, and, ag and that's the nail on the head because in every other dis division of agriculture there is a price per acre that is understood across the board no matter what state you're in you know what you're making essentially uh we don't know that in this industry. Colorado's price point is different. Nobody sells a future. Yeah, because it's, it, there's no supply chain that's been established. Everybody thought if you build it, they will come. And unfortunately, what you just said is true. I got a couple hundred people calling me an, uh, every day, almost, asking if we can sell their hemp for them. And I was like, yo, we offered you a, a, an opportunity to be a part of our network. But you guys decided to back out of it because you had your consultant who then ended up spring roundup or something crazy on your guys' grounds. And now you're calling me again. And uh, We don't have the ability to play uh, like clean up right now when we have everybody knocking on the door from big businesses of alcohol, tobacco, pharmaceuticals. They want in on this. They don't they don't understand it because they're after that unicorn, too. Nobody's driving down like the street. Us. Well, there's yeah. all these people looking for also like 100,000 kilos yeah. of hemp. Well, they, and that's the unicorn we're, we're always yeah. talking but about. That's also, but that's also like tire kickers who are just fucking with people at this point because they know it's not there. So they send. you can always tell because there's like five people with the same Proof of funds. Well, and same it's, this. What do you mean? All, we talked about this. Oh, Go yes. Google <laughs> CBD isolate COA. You can actually get and click the images button. Yeah. yeah. I tell you that you can have 100 COAs. If you want a COA, phone. here you go. Proof, yeah. of, here proof you go. of funds? There yeah, there's another one. Yeah. Look at here. all this cash with today's date on it. Like, it's so Holding silly. a newspaper. Yeah, <laughs> so silly. But, but that's the issue, though, because the price point for CBD is so ridiculous that no paper company can ever equate to what the cost per pound is on this. So right now we have this understanding that the, everything else is the byproduct of CBD and that's the stupidest like mentality for any of us to have. CBD in every other country including China which is what most people have inside of their products because at the end of the day we sold, we grew what 72,000 acres if you break that down to isolation and loss and everything else you're looking at maybe 36,000 kilos that were developed in this country last year. So to assume that all those products and shops and it's China isolate and guess what their shit comes from you guys? Seed and stock just the same way that I'm sitting here talking about this shit right here, we're making $360 million annually just last year. That's what the CBD market pulled off of Chysolid. 
not off of some science-based dude who's got a million fucking followers. No, it's off some shit that this dude bought for 3,200 for a hundred and is now selling it out the door. So that, that's also why they talk about like that. That it could have heavy metals, yeah. it could be toxic. Oh, it's seed and stock. What do you mean? I have a COA that says basically. there's no heavy metals in it. Bro, it's Hold clean, on. organic. <laughs> Can you print that out for me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we really do need to start looking at the different variations of where the plant can be utilized. We have to talk to farmers and say, hey, you've been using these crops for so long. You've been exhausting your resources in your soil for so many years. Let's plant a crop two or three variations in between each one of your crop cycles and now we can remediate your soil that byproduct can be utilized for another component these people in especially in the u.s the other parts of the world it's a uh, uh, you know their agriculture is agriculture but in our country we have people who are dying because they are spraying shit on their their cotton we have people who are overgrowing too much corn it's not being used so next year they cut them a check and say here's your subsidy we apologize we don't need you to grow for us and when you have the ability to sell your own product you can make more money when you get a check told that that's all your value is that's a hard hit for a family who made a lot of money several years ago so we have to transition these people and in order for us to do that that stupid unicorn needs to be unfantasized about like everybody's doing right now and realize that we would need the supply to meet that demand in order to do that there's 20 years of, of data that needs to be compiled so and a lot of infrastructure for processing yeah that's the, that's, that's the, the overall bottleneck is going to always be it's not that i mean not to say it's not hard to grow but once it gets going you all of a sudden you have a couple hundred tons of product and you're like what are we going to do with this biomass and then you got to <laughs> process it and you can only go at x amount per day and people you know and you're starting to look at degradation and you know can't but I, I think in extraction too this whole rush to ethanol as as everyone's saying that this is the way this when you have a lot of hemp you have to use ethanol but ethanol has efficiency losses that, and i'm yeah. thinking to myself and, and the recovery systems that they have are so inefficient and I, we've tested the gas after they recovered it because i'm an asshole when it comes to testing uh the pollutants that we pull out of it are now sitting inside of the, the leftover gas so now the next time you go to use the reclaimed gas that you think you just saved a shit ton of money on you're using everything from the chlorophyll and everything else that's left over in that gas again on a second batch you think that second batch is going to be clean that's not medical grade i don't give a shit who you are i don't know why we're reinventing the wheel why doesn't where's the guys from merck and pfizer who have been doing this for 40 50 years Telling our industry exactly so how we got a project with Merck. I'm probably going to get in trouble. <laughs> well, for let me tell you, but we have a project with Merck that is working on right now a pharmaceutical. Uh, you know, there's 15, 16 people listening to this right now. Yeah. That, you know, no, there's like about a, 12. But you know, those little projects that we're working on, these companies don't want to expose that it may be cannabinoid research. But at this, at the end of the day, they're already involving themselves. They have projects in Uruguay. They have projects all across the world where they're tapping into these resources. They may not have it on their publicly traded companies, but there's a shell corp that owns some kind of umbrella corporation that has somebody else attached to it, and that's where they're getting their data. We need it in the U. Us. We need these people instead of getting on Instagram and trying to be a clout chaser. Get your ass out there, start hitting the books, try to learn. Yeah, and, and not actually, actually create something. So not bad. Yeah. What are you talking about? I'm next to the biggest ones ever. I got no, twelve uh, posts on Instagram or some bullshit. I don't never. I think I have more posts of you can my post kids on lately and, and my huh? my lady. You can post. I thought you just put a picture up. Whatever. This is some inside baseball. Sorry, here. bro. Yeah. <laughs> is it? What do you want to talk about? 
Yeah. Oh yeah, baseball. That was my no. Because I am the definitely. You are. I'm actually, the Adam Dunn. I know. I thought it was in the Adam Dunn show. This is not. How do you Adam. hit so many home runs? Hey, they don't call just... me the donkey for nothing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you in the playoffs right now? So you don't shave during the playoffs? Yeah, I never shaved during playoffs. In the playoffs, yeah, continuous forever. Excellent. Uh, what do I want to talk about? Uh, you know, I mean, it's just for me. I'm on a reunion tour, right? So this is like just kind of wacky because again, like we haven't been here in seven years. Okay. And seven years is just about enough time for everyone to forget. <laughs> it seems like, like you guys all forgot. Hey. So this is just a reminder. <clears throat> They're like, what? Huh? You're sh- yeah. Well, I think the rabbi look didn't really. Kind of, <laughs> kind of threw everybody off. You're going with rabbi? Really? I, I used a different word, but man, you just. Wow. Yeah, yeah, with the that, fedora, switched, sometimes it's yeah, very. Switch sides. The beard switch sides. Sides. I feel like you should have a yarmulke. Yeah. yeah. Everyone used to think I was a terrorist, oh, and now they think I'm a rabbi. So it's like, wow, that shows you how. Close those things are. Right. <laughs> I'm just thinking that you're going to spend a lot of time at TSA. Yeah. You know, I getting just, searched and added down. Always do, dude. It's yeah, like, you smell like weed and look like a terrorist. I'm the way in. I had. Uh, I got fully. I got fully searched at Heathrow. Yeah. He's also got the big metal like things. You know, the earrings. And the, yeah, yeah. You're definitely suspect, sir. Okay. I, I, Danny's over here giving away your trade secrets. Right Danny's there. told everybody everything so far. That's pretty much. It. <laughs> Yeah. What did I say? I heard something about his I, I asked what you want to talk about. Yeah, what do you want to talk about? What, the shit? what are you interviewing me it's now? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think this is, though? This, this is not free weed with Danny Danko. This is my show now. Yeah, it's a takeover. The takeover. It's a hostile takeover. Tell, all right, start asking. We, ask wait, what's that called? Show. It's a. No, it's a hostile takeover. Oh, yeah, it's a hostile uh, takeover. A coup? A coup. Yeah. A, uh, reverse, a reverse... Uh, reverse merger. A merger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just I reverse, reverse merger your, your ass, show. bitch. Now it's oh, my man, show. Somebody did that with my name and fortune. That sucks. <laughs> I hate that. Cue the Danko intro. Ah, some assholes decided to get me to write a business plan. Well, get on it. I didn't no, know I took over the Adam Dunn Show Board of Directors. Yeah. You're out. I'm in. And it's done. Yeah. Done. This is done. This is done. done. This is new done deal. new done deal. Done. You are done. You've been shit. Wow. It's just because Danny knows that you know one day he, he may not be Danny Danko anymore. Uh, so, so, yeah. Yeah. But you will always be the great baseball player, Adam Dunn. But be, he'll always be formerly known. Oh, as definitely Danny formerly Danny known as. So That's like, going to be the title you know, on all your shit. We can always work that out. Always known as. Sometimes that works better. Sometimes it actually works better because you get to you get to actually put the thing. Prince made himself that a symbol. That's what I'm we're saying. Known I'm just a pot leaf here. Yeah, I was going to say. We'll just yeah. get you like. I'm going to be the first one. There's no Prince of Pot, King of Cannabis. No, I'm just a pot leaf. I'm, I'm just a symbol. Henry yeah. Hemp, bro. No, I'm just, I'm just a leaf. Henry Hemp My name, Hemp my name is Henry the leaf. Hemp. Did he? Uh, leaf. Henry so. well, he just walks around as a weed leaf. I already. He's not. <laughs> so he is a idea. symbol himself. I want to be the Pol Pot of Pot. Do you guys know about Pol Pot? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cambodia? Yeah, nice. He, He's very nice, man. Well, very nice, man. He took everybody from the cities like and he put stuff. them out into the country right, to grow Rice. I'm, I'm just going to put them out to grow weed. Yeah. Cannabis, I should say. It sounds like a plan to Free weed. And, and everybody gets out of the cities. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets out into the countryside. They reconnect themselves with, with the land. Free pot, right? Like and they grow. Free pot. So it's, you keep it's this. free for everyone. Yeah, free pot. Yeah, so. But, you know, we, it's, 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 a, it's maybe a bad it's, idea. It's a, he killed a, two million people yeah. along the way, so... 
mishandling. I, I mean that as a probably joke. just bad I mean, handling right. skills. I, I, I mean that one hundred percent as a joke. So if yeah, anyone's yeah. offended, like don't write it. in, please yeah. don't write in. Oh, yeah. it's late, you guys. And yeah. if you yeah. do it's write into the baseball player, yeah. Adam Dunn's Adam podcast. Dunn, yes. Yeah, he's he's definitely the guy. <laughs> don't you have to Why thank is? anybody? There? Who pays for this show? I do have to thank. I have I have two I have two. Right out of the gate, I have one big one. Illuminati. You know these guys? Illuminati, of course. Of course you do. Right. Your sponsors on the show. They uh, bought us a new computer, which is look, making our show look way better than normal because we have cameras that didn't the work. Oh, wait, there's video? Look at that. Yeah, of Check course. <laughs> look at this. Holy <laughs> shit, I would have been looking better. That's awesome. It was analog the last time I was on. They didn't have this computer or anything. Like, he's got multiple screens. We're on camera. It was on a record cameras. player. We're on cameras, bro. It was on a yeah, record. that's how I feel now. Are I'm you like, getting damn. me from my good side? Yeah, it was tricked me. The last time you were on the show, it was, it was, it was, it was cut to a record. I always just call in. Adam's like, hey, someone canceled. I need you to talk. So I just make a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know we get videotaped. Hey, you know. I have called. We do try. We do try. ISDN, do you call I've called in. I was at the So High Studio. I'll tell you one thing, though. We're fucking way, way more consistent than your show. That's for sure. Well, that's true. I've been on hiatus. the beef starts. Bro, I think it's when we're gonna start the beef right now. Oh, the fake oh. beef that oh did I say no no the real beef. Yeah. Oh great. <laughs> Was that the only sponsor? Yeah. Yeah. Go back to lower air. My show may be infrequent, but it is oh, we had, I had we had some diss you know, action going on here. Quality. Diss action's way more and important than it's, it's, Well it's much. like you know what we have to do is cut to the commercial like in a reality TV show they're like, fuck you, you're the bitch, and then it's like dun 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 back in two minutes. Illuminati. We're okay now. Let's talk about We're Illuminati. Back. Fantastic lights. Yes. I mean, they're not paying me to say this. Either. They are wonderful LED lighting solutions and yep. systems. They're L, they're IL ones. And it took me ones. a long time to come around to LEDs. I'm sure it took you a while too. It still does. Yeah, yeah I'm still, still coming around to them because there's still a lot of crappy work. ones out there. No, oh, yeah. But uh, I certainly would not love. So Illuminar uh, is our new sponsor. These are our premier sponsors too. Amazing. I don't even think you have to hold it up anymore. I think you can just put the video straight up now. Oh, I'm just you know trying to show that I actually got the cat catalog here and everything I, I, I did my job but uh <laughs> what 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 illuminar what is it illuminarlighting.com or is it do we know mm-hmm. it's it how did i know that i just made that up illuminarlighting.com literally rolls off the tongue one l one m sound yeah that's the part that screwed me up i was always spelling it with two l's because Thinking like magazine editor, license to ill, of well, course, right? They snuck the word lumen in doing his job. Really amazing way. Can you check wow. that copy? I like it. <laughs> you like it? You like? Well, that? I mean, the branding's great, but the, the lights are great. That's the important thing. It is the important thing, and and they got good good crew. They got uh, Mr. Scott Ruby on board there. So Scott yeah. Ruby. So you know it's going long out. time. You know, grow industry vet. Yeah. His pops and him, they've been killing it for a long time. Yeah. So yeah. I gotta give it to and so they got a good team on board. They got uh, great Mario. products and. You know, I think the hashtag Maz keeps it real on Facebook. Exactly, <laughs> for sure. Old. Yeah, but uh, no, they just have a good team and a good product, so you know they're going to work uh, well. And I think right now too, uh, the lighting is game is sort of changing. It's at that like renaissance moment where technology is finally catching up. Price points are starting to make sense. A couple of years ago, you'd be like, "What, two thousand dollars for an LED that covers the same as a six hundred watt light?" Nah, it's not really going to do it, is it? Like, it wouldn't make sense. No. Even if the bulb lasts for the rest of your life, because by the time you decided that that was old technology, which would be a couple of years down, because everything just evolves. You know, mm-hmm. we went from little diodes to big diodes to like 
uh, you know, lens diodes. And it just like every time it's like anything else, you'd be like stuck for you know more than a couple of years. But I think with, especially with veg and certain, certain areas, if you can find that right sort of quality and that right, that right depth and spectrum and everything, it's a uh, game changer as far as changing it. Your veg is the most important part. You know, if you yeah. do a good veg, Short everything seems nodes. to work. Short intro nodes and, you know. Just, yeah, just good starting points. And the cool thing about LEDs, too, is, uh, I mean, obviously, you can keep them, keep them closer to the canopy because they don't generate as much heat. Yeah. The electrical, you know, costs are much lower. Um, but like you said, like well, that. Well, it's, it's, it's literally the leaf uh, temperature that's really important on the LEDs. because Leaf surface. Yeah, the leaf surface temperature is a lot. It's like eight degrees lower than with, with HID lighting. So eight degrees meaning you can turn you can tweak your system you can you know let your room not be quite as cold bring it up five to eight degrees and it will run just as efficiently as it would have with uh with having to have more you know control on your temperature plus more light in general so you're thinking about the wastage there combined with everything above and i think also when you're just doing veg people overdo it a lot of times you know what i mean like doesn't help in the long run slow and steady sort of at that point also when you hang you know a a, a hot you know uh hid light uh whether it be so high pressure sodium or ceramic metal halide or whatever you kind of hang it up and you let the plant grow to it and it ends up stretching with leds like this you can drop them just if you know a few inches up above yeah. the canopy so you're constantly raising and lowering them and i think that really keeps your internet you something to fuck up yeah. Well, it gives you it, it gives you something to do, but it, it it makes you more aware of that distance from the light to the plant. So you're not like, you know, you're constantly kind of like adjusting it. And whether it's, you know, the light is set well, and, and you're and, lowering. And honestly, if you've been watching a lot of the trends on the uh, Instagram thingamajigger, a Instagram. lot of these kids. I believe been, they say it's on the gram. Yeah, on the gram. It goes down in our DMs. Uh, the uh, these kids that are posting out there, there's always like some you know mutation that they're like trying to like showcase, and there's always some like bleached plant that they're like, oh look at this bleached variation of plant, and a lot of that is because they grew up knowing that structure of in you know increasing and decreasing the depth of the light, and they're still bringing those LEDs to those areas and levels without realizing you can do it a couple of inches and you're still getting that same efficiency. And so because of that, the lack of knowledge, they're watching some dude from 1999's videos on YouTube about how to grow. Right, and yeah. they're just watching the light structure, not paying attention to is it HPS? Is it LED? What type of actual you know technology is this? And so that's why we're seeing a lot of these things. It's not because they're super cool and they're doing a bunch of research. They fucked up their plant and they're trying to show it off as like, look at my research. And honestly, each one of us in this room knew when we saw something wrong with our plan, it was not braggable. It was like, oh, fuck, I got to get rid of that limb or I got to get rid of this plan or I got to do something so nobody finds out I'm an idiot. I'm going to share it with all 12 And now, yeah, followers. and now like 12,000 hey. followers are like, that's hey, beautiful. And I'm like, light bleaching is beautiful. I'll tell you all that bro. shit. <laughs> trying to compete with my cust with my with my base my 12 I, I, let's talk I, about I, th seeds or something yes. like, oh we know? could talk about th seeds it was a little what's that keep going with the oh yeah let's do that let's going... continue it are let's... we talking about illuminar okay well we were but we can okay. we can move on you know new millennium new millennium you familiar with them the nutrient company yes of course okay well that's our next sponsor right there my friend NewMillenniumNutrients.com. Uh, check their 
store finder out. Check out their uh, calculator on there if you want to figure out what you need for your initial crop with these guys. And if you're already using them, you know what I'm talking about. It's like kind of a, you know, at the end of the day, when it comes to large scale growing or even, I mean, you can do this at home too, but you really want to have uh, people who have had years of experience and like thing about new millennium is they're a new company but they're not new crew at all it's all old school it's like guys who like were there at the very beginning of the nutrient game and before it all kind of got dissected and to the point where like now you see uh one product that could have been well, could have been one now it's three you know <laughs> because people have figured out like ah well if, you get somebody on this, and you make them do this, and then they have to do this, and this, and uh, it's the M way of nutrients. <laughs> well, you know, and just a lot of times, like the companies that will go un- unnamed, but you know, lots of small bottles of wasted money where you could, like it still grew good weed. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, just was a little bit like designed to keep you in the dark, almost like by over, you know, breaking it down almost too much. But uh, no, their their products are uh, on point and. Uh, I've been using them for four years now, three and a half, four nice. years. Nice. Mom loves it. That's the most important. That's all that matters. <laughs> Mom loves it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know. the key with any brand really is is feeding properly, not overfeeding. Yeah. And, and timing. It's all like, like a little, you know, like if you hit them at the right day with even the smallest amount of stuff, it's almost like you just, just like turn something on at that point and then the plant can do the rest. It's not so much like your tr- what you're giving to them is doing, and it's more like oh, it's a trigger. Like bam, that one. Oh, now it, now it knows what's going on. Like, they, like their decision product is really good because most companies don't have a sort of in between thing. They have like yeah, you're flowering or you're you know you're vegging, then you flush, then you f- hit them with flowers. It's for the in between that transition phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, so that's good. And that product's called Decision. That's a good one. And that's very unique. And then they have a, a really good. Uh, Fulvic acid product, which is uh, nine sources of fulvic acid, which is like there's not even that many on. It's not that many sources on the planet actually. It's yeah. not not an easy to come by uh, thing. So it's one of those like they really sourced out the best. And just because you have so many going in at once, there's no way you're not getting what you need. I uh, thought I saw fulvic acid at the Whole Foods, but I guess I'm mistaken. No, you could that. you could have, but it wouldn't be different. A little bit different than for people than plants, but. Not totally, but drink it. I, I love just, it. Hey? When you see it, just drink the whole thing, dude. I'm telling no, you, I'm not going to do it's it. It's amazing. It's but, belly flush. I brought this too. What, you brought that? Sponsor, oh, right? Yeah. Well, you brought that with you? Yeah. Oh, I, wow, I, wanted, I wanted to bring it to Spain. What would you? I told you. Bob, Bob, this man is in love with you, Bob. I love Bob. <laughs> I love They're Bob. Sponsor? They are Incredible. a sponsor. Our friends. Uh, Our friends. There. Yes. Uh, as well. Over there. I have a bunch of friends. I love Incredibles.com if you want to check out their website. Also, uh, longtime sponsors of the Adam Dunn Show and, in my opinion, the best uh, edibles. Definitely in Colorado. And, you know, I'll put them up against anybody anywhere. Just consistency's there. The flavors are there. The. the, the very, you know, they have a lot of good products. Not just. Not just. Uh, candy but uh, they have bath bombs and they have mints tarts you know yeah he oh this is the guy right here strawberry yeah. keep talking no, they have keep cartridges talking about, oh, food yeah oh yeah no no they, they, they have <laughs> seasonal bars they have with chemdog and did, did they what now did they do a vape thing they did they yeah. did a lot mm-hmm. yeah nice nice but yeah they're uh 
again, always doing their own processing with their own machines that they built themselves too. So their extraction machines are in-house built. Their strains are in-house. They're, I saw I was over there to see Derek the other day. He's creating all the molds with 3D printers and stuff, and they're really fat. Like he's got like proper every single uh, candy has its individual, you know, uh, warning on it. So yeah. like built mm-hmm. in with the molds and stuff. So amazing! Yeah, Shout out to D Money. Yep, always pushing it hard. And Max, Max, of course. Uh, all our incredible friends at Incredibles. Incre- and they and it's funny because I went to the old office and I didn't know they had a new office and. It was like, you know, when places get just, they're busting out already, like they've already, where it used to be the office is now like production and you walk in, you're like, damn, there's like not an inch left in this place. You know, uh, the people crammed in every corner, just cranking away. So excellent. yeah, it's good to see. But uh, like again, ilovincredibles.com, check them out online. And that's for, another thing people don't realize is all the incredible hoops that these companies had to jump through. Yeah. Did you say incredible? Be, did you say incredible what? Yeah, that was a incredible hoops. <laughs> wow. That, and regulations. I love how you just over, brought it in. Well, over. We were talking about yeah, oh, over That's incredible how you did that. And, <laughs> oh, did I just? Do well, that? to manage oh to God. continue to create a, an incredible product, yeah. Yeah. and do it like you said st- with stability. Because you know every harvest is different, everything is different, so you have to really learn dosage. Oh, oh, oh. this! Wow! Uh, Man, uh, yeah, uh, one uh, out. Ed I'll, 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 get I'll, in I'll take off. Ed, I'll give Ed my seat. So I can roll roll roll. Yeah, <laughs> he just Ed Rosenthal. He's like, I don't want to disagree with us about everything. Of course he did. Stop curing your weed. Would we need to you guys, thank you for having me. I'm gonna let Ed get up. You guys say that on the on the mic. Ed, that's a microphone. Uh, yeah, Bobby too. I'm gonna let this guy. Uh, oh, oh look at this. No, no, you're not. Am I staying on? Yeah, yeah I'll get up. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby can come down. Yes, look at Bobby over here. Yeah. Thank you. You can slide in. You can slide in closer to me. All right. Are we still rolling? Of course we're rolling. Yeah. I think we're gonna stop oh, the show for you. Come on. This now. is like you're Never like stopped. Howard Stern of cannabis. You just go hours and hours. Right. Yeah. It's pretty much what we do. Yep. Pretty much. Telling the truth about everything. The truth. Truth wow. seekers. No. No. Of course no. not. We are live. <laughs> you are here. All the way live. <laughs> Did anybody ever die on your show? Not yet. Because then it would be a live dead. I've seen people come and go, though. There's been a few close calls. Howdy. Well, look at this. We just uh, unexpectedly had uh, some cannabis royalty roll in the house. That's, of course, Bobby Black. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. We're Democratic Socialists here. Okay, we're not monarchists. Uh, Bobby Black and Mr. Ed Rosenthal. First, you're like one of the first guys I saw here when I got here at the hotel. There, I was like, "Bam!" Right out of the gate. That's it. You know, this is a party when when Ed's in there. I mean, you got to give it up for the grow guru Ed Rosenthal. You know, mentor to any grower, all growers and breeders, and everyone who's smokes cannabis owes a huge debt of gratitude to Ed Rosenthal. Now send one dollar to... <laughs> or a gram of weed. <laughs> or a gram of weed. Oh, those are Oregon prices, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Ed, what was the uh, impression on the first day at the Spanibus? Give us, give us your... Well, 
honest, first, you know, uh, first I was to the ICBC, and that was really great. I mean, it didn't have a lot of booths or anything, but it was main. It was speakers, and it was a really good group of speakers on relevant subjects covering the ground. So that was really good. And today, you know, I um, I really didn't get to see much of the show because um, uh, people wanted to have discussions with me about different things. Bastards. <laughs> Want to talk to you? Yeah. Should they choose? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you have to smile and <laughs> act like you're interested and, you know, and look you them in the eye. You just got to put your ear pods in and then you pretty much. I hope nobody's listening. So they don't hear oh, yeah. Nobody listens. No, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's Adam's show. <laughs> Less than nobody's listening right now. <laughs> it's We're in the underground. You know, We're back in the you, underground. You know, in 10,000 years, it's going to hit another planet. Because all these broadcasts are going up there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. That, that's my hopes. Yeah. That's my. That's what I'm pretty much doing. And then the at this point. I'm, I'm big on Alpha Centauri. How, how yeah. are we going to get your seeds? How are we going to get your seeds up there, though? <laughs> Do you, do you know Elon Musk? <laughs> uh, yeah, sort of. Capsules. He just got <laughs> high. <laughs> Didn't he just get high? He got high on Joe Rogan's yeah. yeah, But there. nobody listens it'll, to it'll that. It'll vibrate either. when it's ready. It should be coming soon. <laughs> he got high on Joe Rogan's show, but nobody <laughs> listens to that either. It cost $68 billion or something ridiculous. <laughs> His stocks went like 20% down. I respect that as a boss move. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do I, I mean, break everything? To me, no, oh, there more people need to stop being ashamed. And if you're with that are. kind of money and you can be that much of a visionary, that's fuck you money. Right, that's all fuck that. money. Oh, yeah. Am I allowed to cuss on this show? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> no. Cuss? I don't know about cussing, but you can is swear. This thing, is this thing yeah. on? Yeah. It is. It is on. Hey. <laughs> hey. Uh, so, so the... The other, the other one was where was that at in the end? Did you figure that out? Because I know you were you were, you were uh, on your way when I saw you last time. Where, where was was that location completely off? What they said? ICBC. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't. It was there at the the fair. I, it's what I told you, didn't I? Where the awards were. So it, was it was hard truth. to find. It was the truth. It I knew I was. The truth. There you go. I just wanted to know. I was like, yeah, oh, was that the truth? He yeah. was like, nah, it's not even That's close important. to that spot. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's in the same place. <laughs> it's important we get the truth out there. There's a lot of falsehoods out there, you know, and there's a lot of things, you know, floating around. Everybody's trying to make a quick buck, but like, we know, we know, there's not a lot of quick bucks to be made. Well, you it, know, it's it's uh, the hustle's narrowing. It's interesting though, but it also changes. So, like, just when you think it's like different dead, quick bucks, when right? you think yeah. it's dead, right. all well, of a sudden it. there's a new whole angle where you're like, "How many hundreds of millions do you want?" Like, holy shit! Okay, this is another game that didn't even exist three years ago, where it's like you know, feminized CBD seeds, a buck a pop. You know what I mean? When that happened, I was just like, "Are you kidding me right now?" Like, wow! Like you know, because over here people took it a little, were a little more realistic when it came to seed prices. Because they had been doing enough quantities and stuff, so you could pay twenty cents a seed or something like that. You know what I mean? And even feminized were that cheap because people wow. were cranking them out so hard. It's not what they cost to make; it's what value are they to the farmer? Right. So that's how it's priced. What will the farmer pay? Oh, right rather now. than the cost basis. Also, right. as far as longevity in the industry, we have a lot of that at the table, and a lot of that comes with being able to see scams for what they are right and say oh this is a scam no this is an innovation this is actually going to change the game mm -hmm. but when you're able to discern those two things from each other 
I think it helps you to navigate your way and, and, and have longevity and authenticity. Or you could just write you know? a book about something new and that would play. Not dying. <laughs> not dying helps, too. Not My dying helps. Yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Yes. Well, speaking of writing books, I mean, Ed's written, you know, more was, than a I dozen. I was jabbing both of you at that time. That was only you know, I have a new book coming out. No Amazing. way. Double burn. <laughs> Double. Marijuana Garden Saver. Uh, two. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. Well, the last two were amazing because the, there's a hashish, um, you know, concentrates yeah, updated with all the, you know, and harvesting guide, which is so important. Mm -hmm. I mean, to the quality of the cannabis, whether. What's well, where the most people fucking call up. Exactly. Exactly. And Danny, you, you, know, have, you have a new book out too. That's right. A beginner grow book meant really for entry level people just getting started. Um, and so that even a grandma or whoever can just read it. Uh, and grow. There are six plants. You know that my my vision was. I everybody sees corporate cannabis coming. We're all none of us are idiots. It's all coming. They're coming. They're here, right? It's happening. Uh, and there's a lot of mids out there. But if you want great cannabis, you either have to grow it yourself or ally yourself in a co-op kind of situation, a mom and pop kind of thing where. You know, it's locally produced. It's made in a small batch. And well, it's going to be like that know, with everything. If you want the best aficionado connoisseur artisanal, quality, you know, artisanal. Yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, Ed changed the world with the uh, books. But I, I don't necessarily agree with that. Let me explain. So I'm just going to. I'm speaking just about craft flour. I would not, never, I would never expect you to concentrate no, 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 no. I'm talking about craft flour. <laughs> okay. Now, I'm not going to talk about cannabis. I'm going to talk about. You're going to a box store and picking up a poinsettia plant or some other plant that's in the, the, the flower pot is in a tray of maybe six or eight containers, if they're small, and you pick that up and you take it to the cashier. You're the first person to ever touch that pot or the plant because... Going to India because, No, it's, it, it's right. probably from Holland. I've visited and, Canadian gardens where there's no human interaction with the plant. That's right. Yeah, it's all and, robotic. And and if you do it and you have proper sensing, sensing and measuring systems and production systems, the thing about those plants, you look at that poinsettia or the ornamental pepper plant or something like that, every one of them is perfect. They look the same. And um, they're beyond craft. Right. And they're perfect, and they come and out of tissue culture, also, right? Like they're they're not they, clones they, they, that we take, like they, traditional clones. They may come out of tissue culture. They may Maybe come seeds. out of uh, no, not usually. Like, they come out micro propagation, of, my, yeah, something okay. like that. Yeah. But that's what's happening in this industry anyway. So ultimately, um, you could have, for instance, I was in I was in a a, a, a uh, a greenhouse that was um, growing bedding plants, and I said, where are the people? And there were no people. It was all robotic. Mm -hmm. And yet those plants were perfect because there was a perfect, there were sensors to figure out what the plants needed. So I think that craft, you know, let, let me put it this way. I'll put it in terms of knitting. You get a sweater, and it's perfect. All the, you know, all the weaving, you know, all the knitting is perfect. You know it's machine-made. Right. And the craft has little mistakes in it. It's a little one one knot is a little different than the next knot. But at the same time, I would 
my counter argument is that, you know, uh, for the person with their six or 12 plants in their little tent or whatever, they're taking so much care with each plant and they're hand watering and they're maintaining that plant so well that their the interaction that they have with it is is better for the plant in the end than no human interaction at all. Not because they're not multiplying it on a huge scale. They're not scaling up to those big places. Well, they, they, these big places are sensing each individual plant. Right. But these guys, uh, what I mean is that there's no overfeeding. There's no, whatever might might happen on that like large scale, yeah. you're in control of that when you grow it yourself in a small, you know, smaller scale. So certainly the quality of cannabis can, I mean, I can improve, the, you know, when it's grown in I a large I think the main thing is going to be just like any, anybody who wants to consume quality products of any sort is going to have to be in control or at least be really sure that it's done properly because right. everything is written like oh natural or whatever you know and it's like natural just doesn't do shit anymore yeah. so like there's certain <laughs> certain things that are all just made to make you think things are done well but at the same time pretty hard to believe any of it now so. you, you know that some farm operations on very large farms are, are controlled from a central office that might be uh, running 10 or 12 farms and the tractors are run by GPS sure. and uh, well, they the have entire drones, thing they have is identify males and really, shit like that. So. Well, I feel like that's the kind of stuff that people are going to be making into distillate and concentrates and I don't think that's the flower market. I don't know. I'm, well, uh, I'm I'm saying that I, I think it might be that, for like the Marlboro. Well, of course. Yeah. yeah. You, that's not you what might, I'm buying. Might That's not that, what I'll be. But buying. you, but you try to grow that poinsettia plant as perfectly as is being done through these automatic systems. Mm. Just try it. Mm. Just try to grow one of these plants. These systems provide everything that the plant needs when the when they're working. Except all the love. The I've seen enough. To plant, plants have been growing for millions of years without human love. <laughs> yeah, that's that. true. The trees, you know, they didn't but get any hugs. So we don't have to play thing. music to them? They, they didn't get any. The music was the wind and the bear claws were the hugs, you know. Yeah. So, look, right. it, we're all... The main thing is that the plant gets exactly what it needs when it needs it, and mm -hmm. that's and with automation, that's far easier to do. Now, I'm not putting down people growing six plants, and even if those plants are 15-pound plants, I'm not putting that down. <laughs> I'm not putting that down at all. Uh -huh. But but I'm saying in terms of of commercial propagation, that. People say, oh, the craft is always going to be better. I, I just don't think so. I think that plants um, have a mechanistic response pretty much. And so that if they're given the, the exact conditions that they prefer, they'll do better. Yeah, I, yeah, I can see it on a commercial scale. But again, like uh, there's no reason to automate small scale, obviously. So that's, well, yeah. and, and, and so, I'm, not, I'm not putting down... Uh, you know, hand watering. And totally I've hand seen enough. Uh, I've seen enough <laughs> apocalyptic sci-fi movies that uh, the idea of Robocrop is a little scary to me. Like, eventually, the garden will assimilate well, me. And did, then you see that, did you see that one? Where they I don't want that, AI in like my three D printer garden one. Where I did see it. That three D printer stuff. Bugs me out. But it was just crazy greenhouse in Canada where everything's automated and all and all that technology came from Holland and Denmark and. 
the big greenhouses that produce, you know, uh, lettuce and all tomatoes and all that. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's true that you can get, you know, quality, Persi- but yeah, Persi- I, I mean, you can get like, again, it's going to come down to, uh, if it's, if it's grown long enough, faded out enough, then, you know, a lot of times it's like, like living in Holland, you know, they grew for looks mostly, you know, and they grew for smell effect wasn't really the highest part of the deal, you know? And so that, that the most important part to them was how it was in a bag, how quick it grew. And, you know, just those, and that's what I think you'll end up with when you end up automating everything, because you're really basing everything at that point. You know, obviously you want good selection of genetics at the beginning. That's up to somebody else. But. Well, they didn't have a discerning, you know, you, you, you serve your market and they didn't have a discerning audience or consumer base and still don't. Because they mix with tobacco. Right. Right. So it's it's hard to discern. Tobacco is dry so the weed to be wet and and tobacco burns, you know, out the mistakes that are in the cannabis. But that comes from hash culture. Yeah. Yeah. The reason they mix weed with tobacco is because they always had hash to mix with tobacco. It's funny because... (laughs) We were talking about the other day. There was a big complaint that we couldn't, uh, like, yeah, you can't, you can't smoke in the coffee shops after 2022 or something. And we were like, really? That doesn't make any sense. And then we found out that it was tobacco they couldn't smoke, and we were like, oh, well, fuck. <laughs> I love it. Now That's the great. coffee shops finally, have rooms. <laughs> finally, they, now they have rooms where you have to go if you want to smoke tobacco. But it's, and it's you can funny smoke cannabis anyway. They don't allow like greenhouse. 22 we still have a greenhouse does not allow tobacco also okay already okay they're adapting i love the sign that says like no tobacco cannabis only yeah well that (laughs) that actually happened for a short time and then it kind of just fizzled back to where it was for a little while there were rooms in coffee shops like glassed in kind of rooms where people would go and smoke tobacco right for a while those are gone you're asking the wrong guy i'll be i'll be back on Monday. What's Colorado like right now? It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes, there's people two, are selling their there licenses. Was two, there was two um, social clubs that are allowed. One of them was uh, the coffee joint, and that's okay, but it's in a really like difficult to get to area, kind of industrial, not the greatest <laughs> spot. And then the second one that opened up was an arcade with a really nice bar set up, and they had it all looking like it was going to be a success. Went one month, and they folded. And I'm like, what kind of a business would fold after? You know, how do you, wow. You know, you're not going to make money for the first year anyway. So, right. but yeah, so it's really it's like that's two, that's it, the entire state. You know, I really think social use is what we really got to, you know, focus on in the in the near future. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying the clubs here. In yeah. Well, it's just it's, it's simple. It's like, it's like you give people a safe place to smoke. Cool people tend to gravitate towards each other. You, know, you always end up with like eclectic mixes, but at the same time, with a common, you know, theme in a sense. Obviously, being cannabis, but uh, <coughs> in the states, it seems like everybody's kind of so uptight on the dram, alcohol, you know, insurance bullshit, yeah. and all that kind of stuff that everybody's really focused on liability more than on uh, the reality of what. 
it's like to get a couple hundred stoners in a room together. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> like, yeah, right? yeah. Like, Just give people a chill place to sit and yeah. blaze and, and ventilate properly, all. so yeah. it's not just bothering anybody. Or you know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's like you're being sort of conscious about it. Like, hey, wow, I got real good ventilation here for once. You know, instead of like, I mean, that was the thing about Amsterdam was funny. Is the places had the worst ventilation, worst <laughs> airflow. No, no back door to run out of the place. It's always <laughs> like you're down to one steep stairs. Like everything about it, was <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. Never pass any kind of inspection in any kind of place. Can we get the wheelchair up these stairs? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, but it's no, it's nice. Seems really nice here so far. The place we've been, uh, this place is great. A few other spots that are really cool. And uh, Bobby, you've been to Barcelona before. Yeah, we. Yeah. This is like my fourth or fifth time yeah, coming yeah. to Barcelona. Um, but it's my first time at Spanibus. Okay. So that, wow. that's and I barely even begun to look around the place because we were here late so late uh I hanging out we were here till like four yeah night, four or five, and so, so <laughs> i slept ended up sleeping in today but uh i didn't get to see too much of the of the convention yet but i'm excited for tomorrow and yeah the the, the place the clubs here are so great and uh, we're working on trying to build out some cool travel packages for barcelona so stoners can come out here and check things out for themselves yeah what happened in april she like just she was here i think she went to probably go Smoke. socialize <laughs> exactly socialize. Yeah. social club but uh what you got there Jonah's blood. Now, here it's called Platinum Girl Scout cookies, but you guys mm-hmm. should probably discern what it is a little better. All right. Dab stars. I think, gonna, uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go uh, grab a, a drink if that's cool, Jonah. Nope. If you want, sorry, you can't do that. Man, not show your trash. Yeah, I can, I can step out yeah. if you want to jump anybody in here. Yeah, whatever. Chloe, don't whatever. get all, don't get all run away. You tell me. Man. I can come back. I, I just I leave know. somebody yeah, else a shot. Right. <laughs> Go get yourself a drink. All right. Join me again. That's not a problem. I'll be back. Okay, All right. Come on back. Bobby Jonah, Black. Jonah will definitely jump in because he knows. I like doing cameos. Of course he will. <laughs> we just keep it rolling. We just keep it rolling. Anytime Bobby gives you an intro, you got to jump on that. Yeah. Wait. Hey, that's, what's, what's going on? We got Ed Rosenthal here. Oh, is that Ed? Oh, yeah. I forgot. We got the legend Ed Rosenthal. Ed <laughs> Rosenthal. Listen, we all owe a huge, huge debt of gratitude to Ed Rosenthal. If you're the, you know, Pot nerd grower. Send one dollar to, <laughs> or one gram, or one gram, <laughs> or buy one book, right? Yeah, <coughs> with our dollar here in America. And it's but no joke. I mean, at a time when things look, had, there was a very different landscape. Obviously, you know, in this country, forty-five years ago, is was when was when high time started. He was doing it even before that, and part of that, you know, that founding and all of that foundation. Um, I got to give it up to Ed Rosenthal. Well, the grow guru, the guru of ganja. I'll I'll tell you why I did it. You know, I was in the yippies and one of the big things was getting out of the Vietnam war and (coughs) the the Vietnam war ended and we turned our attention to um, changing the social system through cannabis. So uh, Dana Beal was one of the theorists of this. And so we started these uh, smoke-ins where people would, uh, there'd be a lot of music, and then we'd give people political lectures. <laughs> and uh, and um, we went on tours of smoke-ins around the country. And uh, this was at a time when, you know, you could take, a large auditorium and put all the activists in the United States in that auditorium. <laughs> You're talking about uh, early 70s, 72, 73? Yeah, so, yeah right. early 70s. You couldn't get 
newspapers wouldn't cover rallies. There'd be rallies right in front of their offices sometimes, and they wouldn't cover it. That their employees were sort of blocked from going in, and they wouldn't cover it. Well, that no radio station would cover. No radio station would cover it. So it was really a personal thing where people went out, and we had these smoking tours. So well, I think right now but, would, but would be the worst what, time to redo it. But I'm telling you why I got into it. So here's why I got into it: is I thought that if enough people smoke cannabis, we'd become a more peaceful country. And when you talk about the United States, it's like this: before they they had independence, the colonies fought with each other. For instance, Vermont's Green Mountain Boys were meant to repel the New York militias. Then the colonies fought the British. They fought the Native Americans. They they conquered uh, other Mexican, countries. French. French. They conquered yeah. other countries like the Hawaii. And now we're in. Puerto Rico. There is hasn't been a day. Since the United States existed, that it hasn't had a military action of some kind that was major, hurting other people. So, I thought, and most yippies thought, we've had enough of this. So we thought, if we get enough people smoking marijuana, we'd have a more peaceful country. Now that hasn't worked so far. <laughs> the United States right now is in war with thirteen countries, but I think. We have to go from an alcoholic country to a cannabis-centric country,、mm-hmm. and when that happens, there's going to be a lot more peace in the world. I mean, well, know, we have created a peace culture. That's right. Right. That's right.、Culture. And we just have to spread it. And so many of the hippie mores and, and mores have have become part of center society. Sex before marriage. People living together without being married. Uh, women, organic food, <laughs> or, or, organics,、uh, the whole ecological and environmental movements, women's rights.、Mm-hmm. You know, all、Avocado、of these、toast. things. Right, all of those things came out. Of, you know, a different diet.、Mm-hmm. You、yeah. know, all of that came. Things that are now being accepted by society, and now we have the two two last ones, which is the sovereignty of alcohol. Which is subsidized by the government and should not be subsidized. And what I mean is, if they put taxes on alcohol that equal the cost of the hospitalizations and deaths caused by alcohol, it would be three or four times the cost. So that's that's one thing. Put and then, if the country was cannabis centric, there'd be a lot less violence. And we can show that scientifically, since violence has gone down so much in Colorado and also in certain California cities, so that's violence at home, and we have to. I'm not talking about bring the troops home the way Trump is talking about it, but we have to stop being this violent, aggressive,、uh, aggressor、uh, country that is violating all human rights. You know, we have. A siege on two countries, on several countries, like the siege on Syria and the siege on Venezuela, is driving people to death. I mean, a siege—it's an act of war. A siege is an act of war. So 
that's what we have. We have these undeclared wars all over the world. And I'll tell you what my solution for some of this is. I think, for instance, in the Middle East, I think that we should carpet bomb the Middle East. <laughs> I thought I we were do. smoking weed. Wait, wait a second. But what we should carpet bomb it with is with pre-rolls, lighters, and munchies. <laughs> there you go. And enough protein so people can think correctly. <laughs> Because they've been starving all of these peoples in all over the Mideast, literally starving them to death. And we should have these carpet bombings every day. And imagine a warrior for any side of it. They get the joint, they smoke it, and they go, I hate those other sides. They're not even human. They, they should all die. We should go get them. <laughs> Let's do it tomorrow. <laughs> That's good. I love it. What about psychedelics? What are your thoughts on psychedelics? Oh, you know what? I think that American troops should do psychedelics. <laughs> we'll add that to the carpet bombing. After yeah. uh, after the guns are locked away. <laughs> Lock away the guns and then give them a bunch of acid and, and well, mushrooms. And... I think mushrooms more than mushrooms. acid. Okay. You know. Right. Are you going to speak to our We tried the acid. We tried the acid thing. It didn't quite work. Those are some wild videos where the yeah. guys are on yeah. the soldiers so, on acid. Just you know, and it, I'm not talking about microdoses, but, you know, maybe not total hallucination, you know. Maybe just get their brains thinking faster than they can comprehend it, you know, and stuff like that. About a half ounce over Valentine's Day. What about what about personal your personal? You're you're accusing me of using psychedelics in Hawaii. Is that? (laughs) I I think you might have been poisoned against. Listen, I I think you were too stoned to understand that situation. (laughs) It could have been. Yeah, I don't know how those mushrooms disappear. Ed also has uh, interesting ideas about curing cannabis. Right? Well, first of all, most cannabis isn't sick, so it doesn't have to be cured. <laughs> you got him on a roll now. You got to do that. Uh, I'm just, a, I'm his like, uh, yeah, you know, his straight man. Here's what, but here's what you were talking about. So, you know, people take the, the pot and they dry it to a certain extent and then they, put it in a container, you know, maybe a glass or steel or something like that. And they, uh, oh yeah, here. No, not to you. Oh, so, so they, I need a light here, you know, they have, they put some glasses, they, so, and then they burp it. And what they're doing, you know, there's pressure built up and, you know, all these smells and everything. And what's actually happening is that as the pot is losing moisture, the relative humidity in the container is going up, which makes it an ideal area for bacteria to thrive. And first you have the aerobic bacteria. And after all the oxygen is gone, the anaerobic bacteria start. And those are the ones that have the ammonia smell. They decompose it. Yeah, they they brown it. Mm -hmm. And so the thing is that, yes, you should cure, you should, um, once you dry it, you dry it a little, drier than it should be, and then you bring it up to about 62% humidity in the room, and it will be perfect. And you want about 12%, which is a cracking. Right. So, so cure it hanging, don't cure it in the or, jar. Or hanging, or you know, on shelving, right. whatever right. you're right. doing. But you don't have to move it from the room. All you have to do is change the conditions in the room. Right. So you don't have to touch it. Remember, every time you touch it, you're losing Degrading glands, right? What the kids call it hot take. <laughs> you know, it's 
a completely right. And you also said that we you rehearsed think, this. This is totally rehearsed. <laughs> Don't think time this is spontaneous. But you also th- said that uh, the reason people do that in jars is because of prohibition, right? I mean, partly because people were trying to contain the smell. That was the first that I'd time I'd heard kind of that. No. Maybe not. I don't know. It's theoretical. I, you, know, you know, the it's problem with me is I never took prohibition seriously. <laughs> I mean, I did get a number of arrests, but I still didn't take it seriously. Yeah. No. You you actually, I mean, that case, I mean, Oakland, in Oakland, yeah. you were licensed by the city to The city grow, testified to grow, for me, but the And the, the feds went after you for the, the grow. The city, attorney, the city attorney testified for me, but the feds would not let the jury hear the testimony. Yeah. So, yeah. And you ended up winning. No. Oh, well, I, I got, I, <laughs> no, I, got no, winning. I, I got I got a bunch of felonies, but you know, the judge, you see the the judge was that's not winning. the judge um, um, decided that it would be in his interest for me not to have any time, so he jiggled all the numbers and I got one day time served. Wow. And then I appealed my uh, conviction. Right. And I went on trial again, but I had already served my time. So this is very, un- well, f- there were two unusual things in the case. One was that after the jury brought in their verdict, uh, uh, this um, activist from um, um, uh, one of the marijuana organizations uh she she uh, approached the jurors as they were leaving the building and said, you don't understand what a mistake you made. Um, please read the papers. And on Tuesday, when they were going to discuss whether to remand me, they it, this happened on Friday, Thursday or Friday. On the next Tuesday, when the court came into session, the jurors, ten of the jurors were there, but they weren't in the jury box. They were there as civilians. And the judge saw them, and he grew faint. I mean, he had to sit down pretty quickly. He didn't realize what would, he didn't realize what had happened over the week. I mean, and the outside of the courthouse was jammed. The courtroom was jammed. So um, at that time, the prosecutor wanted me taken away right away, and judge gave me time and uh, six months to sentencing. And during that time, it, the, uh, uh, the the publicity grew so so much. You know, it had been in the New York Times. The New <laughs> York Times was editorializing on it They're and everything. And so, and the judge's friends, who were pretty progressive. He was a socialite, and they weren't getting him. He and Cindy, his wife, weren't getting invited to parties and things. Oh, uh, the he, he, had, he was a member of an exclusive men's club, and you know the members of it w- wouldn't speak with him. You know, would avoid him shy. and things. So that so <coughs> so he figured out a way to give me one day time served, and then I went. We, after, the the I, after sentencing, like, after sentencing, there now. were all these the people. For, yeah, there was this press conference, and yeah. all these people were thanking the judge for his enlightened thing. And I, shouting, said, "This judge did me no favors. He made me into a felon. No one should go to jail for marijuana." And that was the end of the 
kubaya effect. Right. Because if I had said that's thank the yippee, you to the, that's the yippee. If you, I right? had said thank you to the judge, it would mean that this was okay, and it wasn't okay. And all those organizations that went up there and talked about how enlightened the judge was, bullshit. This judge was just a technician. You know, he would have been good in a Nazi camp. You know, it was lip service. Yeah. He, whatever. Whatever the state wants, he'll serve him. Right. So as at least but as that's far a, as this that's the yippee philosophy too. It's that like. We're not just going to take what you give us. We demand more. Yeah. We demand our rights and as citizens and whatever we you know we want as the people. Right. You know that's the hippie kind yeah, of credo, right? Right. right. And but along with a lot of uh, you know spoofs and fun and like their protests were always like had a fun, cool angle to them, right? I mean, there was always like. Abby um, Hoffman steal this book and the whole like oh, do you know, be guide to living free. He, he dropped hun- uh, dollar bills at the stock exchange onto the floor and had all the stockbrokers running around Scurry. picking up the money. You know, and stuff did, they did at the Pentagon. And, I did a pot auction at, in front of the White House on July 4th. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Pot auction. Pat Buchanan wrote about it in the paper. Pieing people in the yeah. face was a thing. That too. was uh, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Kay, Kay the pie man. man. I mean, that was like part of their thing. Was if, it's, if you didn't like someone's politics... You put a pie in their face. You know? <laughs> the, we, we should bring this, that back. This, this <laughs> yeah. Well, no, these days that's a felony. No, no. This, that's this a thing, felony. Nowadays, now. you get you get wrestled to the ground. That's all. No, that's a felony. Attempted murder. Attempted murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You can't pie the Trump. You can't pie people anymore. Not in this day and age. You can't mess up that quad. You know? Well, no, what, what we were talking about earlier when you were saying about the the smokings, I, I quite seriously think that states that have problems with social clubs should just do that every. We, it we shows just, that we need a place, and like just all of them just show up, and you know, every pot rally is that, yeah. you know, like and Boston Freedom Rally, now, Seattle, Hempfest. We're focus. demanding well, there are amnesty place. zones for the longest time. People came together to congregate under the umbrella that that created, and they were had they had amnesty on those days, and now they don't necessarily you need see, that amnesty. The other thing that well, it they, did is it gave, it gave people yeah. a sense of freedom that uh, that here this is what. Post prohibition is like, right? But now we need a, pla- a places of our own, like people who drink have bars, you know, people yeah. who go see sports yeah, go but, to see. Sports. But we're talking about outside. That this is what post prohibition is about. That right. people are going to use pot and not get busted, and that's what the smokings represent. Yeah, smelling because like weed the is cops, no longer probably The cops cost. wouldn't go in when there were two thousand. Well, there people. was times when they would. I remember New York, three hundred arrests. Boston, a hundred arrests. Well, they're picking people out of the crowd. Yeah. Go. Do that. Do it. Let people see how horrible it is. Oh, yeah. And let the press report it, because by that time, the press was reporting it. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Provoke the police. Oh, I'm all about it. (laughs) Even when the crowd is 50,000 people and they pull 300, you're still kind of protected by the the anonymity of the crowd. And I think that's what created these events and what gave them their velocity. And and some of them... But now there's no arrests, for the most part, you know. Yeah. And it's not as fun at all. It's, it's way more B2B. It's not as lifestyle as it used to be. It's not well, like the clandestine community coming together anymore. It's more like showing off what we well, have for sale. But well, I mean, also, you, well, you know, we can give up some of the fun for not going to jail. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, I yeah, mean, I'll give you that. See, you know, um, like a lot of growers aren't going to like this, but I want to see pot go down. I want to see pot for pennies. Not pennies for pot, but pot for pennies. I want to see it so cheap that no. That when teenagers say, "Hey, should we get a six pack?" 
and then one of them will say, "Listen, pot's so cheap. Why should we get? Why should we get drunk?" <laughs> Yeah. Let's just get a bunch like, of like well, well, as someone <laughs> as, as, as someone who knows so much about growing, we you know you know that the price was all in the risk. Yeah, I mean, exactly. The, the reason an ounce is the reason an ounce is four hundred dollars is the risk that it took. Well, to, look at to Oregon grow. now. Well, I'm saying ever. I'm saying <laughs> no, but, ever. Even yeah, yeah, but look, even but, fifty dollars. But look at Oregon. Even even at fifty dollars. The cost is still in the limited amount of risk that no. someone's taking to make. Right. So right now, there's if I no wanted risk. to get into the tomato business and I had a half acre farm, I, I can't be relevant in tomatoes. I, don't, well, I can't you, grow on the scale no, that you would have, required. What you, what you know what you'd have to do? Craft. You'd have to grow the most amazing heirloom organic tomatoes and sell them directly to restaurants and, and chefs. We have so, a small portion of the industry right. for craft and then we have this massive chunk that's going to get eaten up by corporate cameras. Well, I'm sticking with the craft. 35 cents a well, gram cost of production and more. You know, in my book, Marijuana Grower's Handbook, there were two, the, the two most important things in the book were in cultivation. The first one was a warning that using marijuana may not be habit forming, but growing it is. <laughs> yeah. And that 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 is a truthful warning. I mean, growers yeah, understand. We all, we that. all know that. Yeah. Okay. Now, the, the the second thing was my tomato model, and I'm talking about tomatoes in the U.S. Mm. So, you know, you can buy tomatoes canned or processed by international companies, national companies, local companies, by farmers, and there are all levels. And, you know, there are small tomato farmers, what you would call boutique. Some of them just sell to a few restaurants, directly to a restaurant the or Danny, two. That's the Danny Danko you know, method right there. The, you well, know, that's what we were talking about yeah, with craft. Then, then, then some of them, you know, have a small farm. You said a half acre. Half acre would, in some parts of the country would generate about $300,000 worth of tomatoes. I think it boils down to more so, than that because it's like a fair market decision. There's going to be a section of the demographic that says, I'm not going to buy Walmart wheat. And it not, may not necessarily be better, but to be considered craft, I think you're going to have to be small. Well, well local, Not necessarily small. having the best on the, in the product. No, but being you, a, you have to know farmers don't go small. When you look at just a, 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 a small farmer who has 20 acres, they, they don't do boutiquing, but they grow fine, fine crops, and they have the skill to handle those plants in such a way that they are that quality. And remember, most of the quality of the plants is in this. It, it's in the environment, not your treatment of the plant. And it, it's I think plants are a lot like kids, you know, Kids, if just given just a, a little guidance and can can uh, develop well, but if well, you're if trying you're to change them into something that they're not, yeah. or trying to do these things, different things with them, it's just messing it up. Yeah, no amount of piano lessons was going to turn me into a savant. Well, and also it's better to it's better to. Uh, let them figure it out themselves and then to try to help them out every time helicopter parent them you know what i mean and be like 
no, that's not how you do that. You know, you have to just like. Yeah, you can't create a bubble. You gotta let them go out there and fall down. Oh, of course we'll get. Well, what if what if you had what if you had what if you had a drone that had an optic on it that could see what that could determine that there were aphids on a plant, and if there were, just spray it with some biologicals. Sure, and I and at this point in time, I mean that's all super doable. Yeah, it's it's being done. I, I wouldn't doubt but it, but not in cannabis. No, and uh, but it won't be long. I mean, that's, that's we hope so for sure. And I, I, I already know they do uh, male identification uh, on large, like on acres, you know, ten thousand acres, and can fly over that with a drone in a day, scanning plants. And when they have that right, they just detect that yellow color of the male flower has been set pre-presets but in general like that kind of stuff even if it's only 90 percent effective if it's just that ability to scan a hundred or a thousand acres at a time instead of having to walk in you know or send out a crew of people those kind of things are pretty amazing but you know uh, not even that far of a reach because they're already normal things you know Regular agriculture. Welcome, crew. The whole family now. What's up? I'm back. I told you I'd be back. Black is back. Back in black. And this time, I brought my. I brought myself. I, my better half. Yeah. I, I wanted to say it, but I figured I'd let you do it. Welcome, Yo. guys. Welcome back. At four. We were here until late, late last night, weren't we? Oh boy. Yeah, you know those vegan burgers came. And I know, like ten minutes after I left, I was like, not even ten minutes after you yeah, left. we were like, the funny there. thing was the time kept changing on Nicotine's phone. He would say like, oh, it's it's twenty minutes. No, now it's forty minutes. No, now it's thirty minutes. But now they came. And they it came, good. and it was delicious, man. Really? It wasn't even what I ordered, but it was so good. Apparently, nobody got what they wanted. Yeah, I wasn't complaining. I wasn't complaining. MTI got the only. Everybody else is. Yeah, but the chicken, the chicken sandwiches. I was very pleasantly surprised. Yeah. So yeah, so nicotine. So yeah, we basically went to bed at five a.m. Slept until about one, and then, and then got started with our day. But that's okay. That was it. Was a long travel day. Hey, it's the festival of hugs, you know, seeing everybody oh, yeah. that we haven't seen in a long time and you really can't walk any more than 10 feet without running into someone and catching <laughs> yeah. up. It's a uh, class. It, I always think it's like every time you go to these shows, it's literally like high school reunion and they get, they're getting almost to that ridiculous point sometimes because maybe you see each other three or four times in a year because you're at the same show yeah. and you're like oh my god i haven't seen you since three weeks ago yeah, yeah but this one's a little different for us because we haven't been to europe in a while it's yeah, been too. it's been since so what 2013 baby? yeah 2013 so, so it's been a minute and uh, it's nice to see people that we don't get to see at the u.s yeah events. i was here 2012 so, that was the last time i was here too i think yeah. so wow really wow yeah that's crazy yeah. we love the city though it's a beautiful city so much fun yeah, well, the thing is, it's it's kind of like Barcelona is one of those cities where it's like, not that Vegas is anything like Barcelona, but 
there's whenever there's a convention in certain cities, people go because they know it's going to be like a scene all around it. But Barcelona has a little bit of everything going on because it's it's an electric city. Yeah, well, it's just it's it's going also on. like it's Vegas. It has a lot of stuff going on late night after hours. All it's those, going on. So the city all energy is awesome. That's an important thing when you're partying in a city and you have your options open because you, you know? can get yeah, vegan yeah. burgers delivered <laughs> to you at yeah, four in the 4 morning. Four a.m. We had food delivered at four a.m. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Ed? Yes. Confirmed. You're in the Bronx? Uh, which biography would you like? <laughs> I have a number of biographies. Well, I sense a Bronx accent somewhere deep in there. Bro- Brooklyn and Bronx accents no, are a little I, different, but I they're was, similar. I was born in, um, uh, in Manhattan. Oh, Manhattan. Yeah. yeah. I was City born in Vegas. <laughs> exactly. Um, so you guys do any kind of just you traveling this time? Do you have any packages for other people coming over? Do well, I, you know, I had a couple guests that came out and booked a package with me because I booked their travel before, but actually we're here to plant our flag and to develop the packages of the future and the packages that we want to do. And we want to have the experience as the traveler would. So that way we know exactly what the experience is that we're offering when we're talking to people about it because they just may have questions that I will have the answers to instead of saying, hey, let me ask and get back to you about that. The, the important thing with us is the relationships. So if you if you create good relationships in the place you're going, you know that when you send your customers to those shops and those people and those vendors and stuff that yeah, they're going to be t- well taken care of and, and, and it's it's going to be a pleasant experience. And that's what it's all about. You know, it's creating this seamless Awesome experience for stoners out there. Go go visit someplace and really uh, really get the flavor and have a good time. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, yeah, cut. We'll cut that one out. You know, with the commercial stuff. That's on its point. Uh, so to uh, so yeah, it's been I, surprised if you guys have a travel company that you haven't been over in Europe for five years. Where you guys been concentrating on your and we've been in transition, trade. moving. Yeah, we've moved cross country and we moved then twice. We, <laughs> we moved twice. We bought a house, did all that kind of stuff. That's a lot of time consuming stuff, but we've been Lots focusing on Jamaica. So I built the baked on the beach trip. And uh, so we're going to have our second year with that coming up this April. And now with Spanibus coming up, we wanted to come out here. And since we knew so many of our friends were going to be here and so many of our other connections that we haven't talked to in a long time, we just want to reconnect with people and solidify the relationships that we wanted to keep in place so that way people can go to all the spots that we love. Did you guys get to go to the Tibet spot, to the Hatch Museum? Not yet, no, no, because we we met up with you and then we stayed out till so late, like we said, and just We still just got here, man. We got a whole week ahead of us, so we're definitely going to check it out. Ed is leaving the building. Ed's leaving the building. Ed's done. All right, yep. Bye, nice everyone. It's all right, man. Thanks yeah, for coming I through. Have, it I is 122. It is I have to get up and not, and not man a boot tomorrow at some point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah. We'll, we'll see That's there. very difficult not, man. You know, uh-huh. not having yeah. a boot. Yeah. I know. It's, it's I, hard I'm work. freestyling it tomorrow. I'm going to be cruising yeah. around interviewing people. So I'll find you. I'll find you out there. Yeah. Thanks for rolling through. Yeah. Always nice to see. You. Are you going to jump it in now? You're going back? Oh, yeah. And we're back with Danny Danko. Yeah, jump in here, Danko. 
Brooklyn yeah. Buds. We need to do a shout outs part two as well. Yeah, I gotta finish the shout outs while we're doing the transition here because that was that was a halfway through. Watch out, Ed. Ed just stormed <clears> the He's building, like, it's so. been over yeah. an hour. I gotta go. Oh, yeah, no, he did his hour. Uh, so, next on our list was Build a Soil, right? Bam, Jeremy. <laughs> Uh, once again, congratulations. Jeremy's getting married. Oh, oh awesome. So Legendary Colorado soil and, you know. Yeah, just, at least on the western slope, which is like a magical place in Colorado as far as growing and just like inputs and stuff. So he's always had that uh, edge as far as, you know, being able to put it to, you know, actual use in real conditions. And yeah. they've, they've solved some major stuff as far as like, uh, large-scale fertigation with organics that actually works because, you know, normally it's like, nope, can't do that. Get all clogged up. Yeah, here, go. Go, yes. point, point. <laughs> Pass um, the peak. Right, uh, right. Like, peak, so, like, please. basically took organics to a whole different level. Yeah, just and, make, and make, being able to do thousands of acres of organic regrown and, you know, awesome. putting, it, putting it really fucking out there. So, um, but you don't have to grow that big. You can be small. You can be a little guy. You can contact them at uh, either buildasoil.com if you want to go online or go to 855-877-SOIL and call them direct and talk to somebody there. I also remember them for some really cool YouTube videos too where like they really show you through the yeah through the process. Well, the cool part about those guys is if you call that number and talk to anybody, they're all growers. They all know what the fuck you're talking about. It's not like... Only Jeremy knows what's going on, you know what I mean? But Jeremy is the man, so if you do get a chance to talk to him, obviously uh, what's waste that number as again? much time as you can on the phone with him. <laughs> what's that number? 855-877-SOIL. 855-877-SOIL. Booyah. That's pretty easy to remember. I know. I can remember it. Very catchy. That obviously means it's really easy to remember because I'm not even looking. I'm just throwing that out. It's literally like if I got like in a car accident, I'd probably remember that number before. <laughs> before. Uh, just call 855 so it's the only number I can remember. Uh, you know, no, Your one phone call from prison? Pretty much. Jeremy would be like, what is going on? But I think Jeremy is the kind of guy that probably would help me out. Too. Right. Your thing's oh, rainbowing. That's good customer service. Uh, rainbowing? Don't t- talk to the owner over there. <laughs> rainbowing is that even a thing it's oh, like no. a rain these no. things pe- make rainbows when you're doing something wrong i don't know once the uh, rainbow we got flashes. rainbow action going yeah. on over rainbow here. on the peak oh it's a bad thing bad yeah. bad thing um so build a soil build a soil amazing sure. colorado based uh and again like organics. hard to find hard to find amendments uh you know sometimes the simplest things are the hardest ones to find because most grow shops don't carry like dehydrated coconut for plant use you know or things like that where you yeah can, if you're into no-till or you're into like all those cover crops living no-till. soil basically like IPM, all those any kind, right any kind of pest management with you know uh, oh all the beneficials and yeah. predator bacteria oh. uh, uh nematodes and things that yeah. <laughs> Bobby's nematodes. like, what are you talking about? No, these are bugs that kill the other bugs. Bobby. Damn nematodes. Bobby, these are bugs that kill the other bugs. It's the, actually they're, beautiful the thing. Day. That's they're nature. They're the carnivores day. and they're devouring vegetarians. That's that's poetic. Like, yeah. Yeah. And the yeah. vegetarians are eating your pot plants, buddy. <laughs> and these carnivores come in, they're ripping the heads off of them and <laughs> sucking out the juice and damn, actually you know, what's crazy is like you know, I was dark, the other day, it's like, a beautiful thing to see. I, I throw out so many ladybugs, and you know, even when I, we, you know, you 
they have aphids or something, you'll see them just like walk right past it. And you're like, hey, motherfucker. <laughs> no, what? He's eat, right, eat. He's right there. Your Get food him. just walked by you. And it was They're weird. lazy, lazy ladybugs. They are a lot of times, but then the other day it was weird. <laughs> just full. I was thinking to myself about like, yeah, you know, fuck, I never see these things eat. I turn around, I see one fucking just like chowing on it. I was like, holy shit. He's yeah. Tearing into him, I was like, "Yes, yeah, I guess it works." What about mantis? When mantis eat? Oh them, my god, those shit, are fun. That's real. Fun. Well, praying mantis are cool too because they're like, if you, if, if you, because you know how you, they have to kind of fight to the death at, at birth, right? So they could, they're born, they're fighting. And, Has uh, somebody put that to the music of Spock and Kirk fighting yet? Because that, <laughs> that's a brilliant <laughs> meme waiting to happen. Yeah, Copyright yeah, Bobby we Black. Will, don't worry. Copyright Bobby this Black. Is our way of doing <laughs> shout outs, bro. This is uh, how it goes. Yeah, it just right. goes into tangents. Well, those you can buy these products at Build the Soil. Exactly. That's what we were talking about. See, we were. Still and then you can the literally soil. watch like a nature show in miniature on your weed plants. But no, again, oh, like the Frank Madison's, you can actually train them like a like. So the winner, you get him, you put him on a, on top of your plant, and he stays there. And stays. Uh, he just guards, monitors. He guards that little area. That's his shit. And then you can put him on all the individual plants. They have little battles below each one. A battle to, yeah. Gadney. Gadney. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm just a comic. I thought I was growing plants. Now, <laughs> I thought I was growing plants. Now I got bacteria. I got insects eating the other insects. I know. I want I got ladybugs. Soil. I got. <laughs> it's like, hey, I got a little problem I need taking care of. You guys take care of it for me. I got rabbits. Take care of it for you. Well, they work That's a good product. They work all night, which is great. Yeah, that's a good ladybugs product. indoors though such a nightmare for me like just the truth die. be told yeah. they die and then you step on them and that smell comes out when you step on ladybugs oh, and it's really gross that's the smell. and and they fly into the lights they fly into the lights and oh it's, oh, it's, it's kind of horrific because you release thousands and so hundreds die like instantly no, pretty right, well, much hundreds die instantly, yeah. the truth yeah. the truth yeah. about ladybugs i'm saying it's the truth I mean, yeah, it is. I came here to tell the truth. <laughs> I'm not going to candy Terry coat it. Terry would be proud of you. Ladybugs. <laughs> I, it, it, is, it is one of those so sad things. So if you're growing veganics and then you do that, does that undo it? I mean, you're pretty you much enslaving be, them at that point. You so have I to think be prepared to deal with a lot of dead ladybugs is what I'm trying to say. A, a true like, vegan, indoors. A true vegan outdoors, would definitely not enslave another animal. Outdoors, greenhouse. I mean, look, they want to migrate, right? So they eat, they get their fill, and they want to go. They want to bounce. And where, what do they do? They fly up and they just kind of go towards the light. And the light is a hot thousand watt bulb. So it's not, you know, the sun leading them home. It's Sometimes you see them too. They're like, just they hit it like three, four times. And you're just like, come on, guy. You haven't figured it out when you're hitting it. It's like, this isn't getting, yeah. this isn't getting me anywhere. But <laughs> It's like, isn't that, that must be how evolution works. There's one bug that's like, nah. Well, these are the lab nah, bugs. I ain't doing that. It's not and like that's the gene that goes on. You know, they're not catching survives. wild ladybugs. And putting them in these sacks, yeah. they're lab grown. You know? Oh, I know. So that might be the problem too. Yeah. They're a little dumb. Right. I, think they're like... I think we're gonna move on to the next sponsor. How's that? Okay. <laughs> how's that for? Hey, that was an entertaining spot. It was. That it was, was very entertaining. Jeremy, said that kept a, people how's interested. How's that for a live read? Can you buy all that at Build the Soil? What was the number? Eight seven seven eight five five. So close. Eight five five eight seven seven. It's a beautiful so, product. So beautiful. Okay. Beautiful product. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, okay. Speaking of beautiful. Mr. Ron Wallace. <laughs> the pumpkins. Yeah, pumpkin Ron. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the homie. Of I'm course. sorry to step on your read. Go ahead. You got excited, didn't you? Did you well, see how excited just, he got? Did he see, was excited. Did you yeah. see that? The guy grows 2,000 yeah, pounds. Yeah, the giant pumpkins. pumpkins. I mean, wow. I got some giant Award winning record. Yeah, record connect, connect me with him. When you land in Rhode Island at it's the airport, the, his picture's on the airport. Like, 
Wow. They're, they're proud of this guy. Tell yeah. you. He does it in Rhode Island. That's yeah. awesome. In the I'm Rhode looking at pictures sun. of these pumpkins right now. In the now, famous Rhode incredible. Island sunshine. Forget Jack, he's the pumpkin king. What? Give me joy. Hands coming on the screen. Uh, anyway, Mr. Ron Wallace is a proud sponsor of the Adam Dunn Show. We've uh, we've pulled him into our world because I had a mutual friend uh, that was studying under him and just saw the connection. He's like, dude, it's weird. Like pumpkin growers and weed growers are the same but different because they have different goals, obviously. But it's like. You know, some growers are yield orientated. That's true, but for the most part, you know, it's like quality and all the all the above is really what you're going for. But in this case, he's when you grow giant pumpkins, there's absolutely no other use for it. It's just about the size of the pumpkin. Yeah, but that giant pumpkin goes to the fair. Oh yeah, he wins awards. And those seeds sell five hundred dollars a seed. Those seeds sell for more than cannabis. Yeah, he's crushing the cannabis community. Five hundred bucks a seed for every two thousand pound pump, big daddies. And he, and he, you know, if you get ten thousand of those in there, you're like, oh, that's a pumpkin. And it's really about this. But ninety percent of them just get squashed by elephants in the like in fair or some bullshit. I was just, I was just imagining some dude eating a bunch of pumpkin seeds, and he doesn't realize that they're. Which one is? Yeah, he's just like, it's working. Or feeding it to a horse or something like. Yeah. Oh my god. Now in some city too, they also do these pumpkin boat contests, and they carve their own boats out of pump giant pumpkins, and then they sail them down the river. He's been on like the Today Show with the pumpkins. Yeah, he's done all that television. I bet you he's been a guest at this pumpkin carving. I would hope they would invite him. But the key isn't just the pumpkin seeds; it's the oh, it's the mycorrhizal amendment that he makes. The mycorrhizal he makes a he makes a mycorrhizal product, which is awesome, and he's got a bunch of other ones that are like tried and true, and he's just kind of repackaging them for you know to get everybody to know the right balance and what to use and he's just an all-around great fucking great 10 pound uh, tomatoes you know he's like Holy it's like you, what do you want <laughs> in rhode island which is not known for like awesome growing conditions you, you know, know rhode island's interesting though it's like it's kind of a, from there yeah, yeah it's weird because it's one of those places for pumpkins it has this uh, extra like two weeks over a lot of other places just because of where it's at like especially rhode island for some reason like they get a little extra bump, so so they can go into October and whenever it just keeps going. Yeah, and everybody, and that's literally the most critical thing about pumpkin growing is it's like crazy because they're up they're getting like sixty pounds a day at certain points when they're really cranking. So you can imagine something's growing sixty pounds in a day. It's like a fucking baby whale or something. You know, what I mean? yeah. it's like, and you, you got to baby them too. You got to put blankets underneath it. And it's yeah. a whole science that comes with that. Yeah, and they, well, they, well, they, the other part that was interesting when I went and checked out his garden was like, say, six pumpkins, and it was a. Uh, like 1100 square feet of just canopy for those six and then he would cut out five of them and just concentrate on the one so get down to like one pumpkin on 1150 square feet of vines going back and forth so all feeding all those vines are feeding that one pumpkin you know and he had to like figure out and line them up perfect so that they don't you know kink and get weird it's just like yeah it's crazy so it's just like if he said when he's when he's cranking he can go out lay back just hear hear them kind of grow like (laughs) wow wow so you're like hell yeah how do people get their hands on these amazing mycorrhizals you go to wallacewow.com wallacewow.com wow 
Wallace Wow. Wallace Wow. I'm wowed. I'm wowed by Okay, so done deal at this at this particular spot, and and I should have said at Jeremy's too. Once again, forgot my incredible deals. Done deals. How'd you get in today? Done deal. Yeah, I just you mentioned your name and they let me in. You have to say done deal. <laughs> it was a done deal. I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, I told everybody. You said done deal. Yeah. Oh, good. See, it's working. Worked here. Hashtag. Worked here at Treasure. It works. Done deal. Trademark. But uh, it also <laughs> works with Ron and it also works with Jeremy. Can't do oh, Incredibles. This is your code. Yeah, I can't do Incredibles because they're just everywhere selling them, so I can't get everyone to give me the done deal. Right. Yeah. It's like who? What? The huh? Right. It's just too complicated. But people can use the done deal with Ron Ron's amazing yes. mycorrhizals. Amazing. And yes. that's a, an, a thing that you can do. And you don't know what it does. You have no idea what it means. It could be just nothing. The done deal could just be cool. <laughs> cool. You got zero. Yeah, whatever. But it could also just be like, holy shit. I think no, it really works. I think it's special. It did. No, it, the, it done did. Deal. the done deal works. Most of the time, it, it's pretty good. Yeah. Other times when you, like when you try it at places that actually don't know what a done deal is, but it doesn't really do <laughs> it doesn't. so much. It's like what? But we encourage people to try it everywhere on everything because <laughs> we figure at a certain point it'll catch on, and then it'll just be like, yeah, I guess so. Whatever that is, sounds it's like, like Bobby's it. BBD. It's a, yeah, it's a done deal. deal. BBD, big <laughs> deal, baby. On the green farms. Oh yeah, but the website's down or up. Website's down. Is that down? That's down. It's official. Black screen means down, right? They're yeah. working on it right now, so they're changing it around. Oh, they're improving. Who yeah. knows? Someone could be listening to this like 50 years from now, and by then the site will be up. <laughs> I'm just hey, kidding. It. it could be 10, you know, 10 days from now. 50 years may be a little stretch, but uh, <laughs> Listen, Green Farms, no. I think, I, think it's because, right? I think it's because they're literally blowing up all over the fucking place. These guys have... They are proving no-till in commercial applications in Colorado, which is nice to see because most people just talk the talk. They don't walk the walk, and these guys do. They also have – so you have a medical place in Colorado Springs. If you want, if you have a medical card in Colorado and you, and you live near the Springs, narrow that down pretty quick, didn't it? I'm talking to you, whoever that is. <laughs> and uh, they should check out their uh, again, total line of organic no-till grown cannabis true true craft yeah hyper local advertising yeah and well you know the thing is they also have a gross shop uh in uh, lewisville which is close to boulder and you can pick up all the amendments and just like we talked about earlier and you say no-till on a large scale on a commercial scale this was possible well it is sir (laughs) (laughs) and how is this accomplished um well it takes like everything with no-till uh style growing you're, you're talking about Taking your time because you're literally building your soil, back to build a soil. See, they're getting double, double advertisement. And actually, I know he carries a lot of. At that shop, he's one of the few that actually carries a lot of Jeremy's products. So nice. Uh, but they have. And you like improve a, on your soil over and over, and it gets. I mean, usually by the third or fourth round, it's the, the stuff you put in in the first round is finally breaking down enough that your plants are able to actually use it, compared to like. You know, people usually think that they're just doing better by throwing more at it. Like, yeah, just give it more. And you're like, it hasn't even, it's like people eat meat every single day when they don't really need to. They can probably eat it like once or twice a week and probably be way better for them because by the time they just keep piling it on. You can't digest it. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. It is awesome. And then there's cover crops and all kinds of things that you do too. Yeah, exactly. And with the cover crops, it's, uh, 
knowing which things to grow at the right time so that they break down. And again, you just cut it right in place and let it fall. It's, it's, it's kind of weird because it's one of those things where you you feel like you're doing everything wrong when you first do it, but then you realize later that it was just the way it should have been from the beginning. But we're so used to like having sterile grows that are like super clean and like I'm doing that this year. Well, you're replicating year. nature, you know. You're replicating nature, yeah. and you're allowing those mycorrhizal strands to do what and they do. What yeah, strands, bro? Did you, I'm going to isolate that strands. Yeah. No mycorrhizal. I know strands. Mm -hmm. no, no, he's, I'm yes. definitely isolating that part. Yeah, I'm going to make you say strands. All strands, way. literally. Strands. Yeah. Say it to the, the camera. Say strands. 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 <laughs> <laughs> isolate that. Isolate that. Uh, uh, April's rocking her cover product. Cultivars. Situation. Yeah. 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 I first, and and I do feel like I'm doing everything wrong, but. Isn't it weird? Like it's like it's it's yeah. like when you first made water hash and you just put the weed in the water and you're like, the fuck am I doing? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I totally fucked up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I wasted this weed. And you're not sure for that first round until you're done, and then you're like, oh, oh well, maybe I do this all the time. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it <laughs> yeah. seems like the smartest thing to do, but for the first moment or two, it's yeah. so counterintuitive. You know? totally. I'm excited about it. I can already tell. I can already see see a bunch of. I don't know, bugs and stuff flying all around it, really, but I found a bunch of different worms in there that I'm oh, sure nice. wouldn't have been there before. Sweet. Yeah, and worms if you get to that good. point where where there is literally an ecosystem happening, it sort of gets onto this point where it's like the chain has been put on the bike and it's rotating. You know, hey, you're almost like ready to go now. You don't have to, not that you don't have to monitor it at all, but you're really a minimalist. And then that's when it becomes interesting. So that first part of building yeah, it up is just like, get out of nature's way, basically. Right? <laughs> just like, yeah. you, just, you add organic material yeah. on top, yeah. and, but not too and much. let nature and just let nature do its thing. Yeah, you know the worms do the digging, mm -hmm. and they know where the strands are. All the best strands, <laughs> <laughs> they avoid them. They seek out the best. Well, some strands. some the prefer strands. <laughs> some strands over the other. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. for sure. Yeah, worms have um, preference too. So go to greenfarms.co if you want to check their website when it's up. In 50 years, would you say? About 50? I was kidding, but... <laughs> Could be. I'm just... What I was be saying... Safe. Just to be show, safe. To show, be safe. Your show has longevity. Somewhere between safe. now and 50 years, it'll be up. We'll yeah. just be safe. Right? Better safe than sorry. Uh, and when I get back into Colorado, the, the in-house studio will probably have those guys coming in pretty soon because they got a whole bunch of other big things going down, CBD projects and large-scale grows and... I think everybody's finally like realized like this stuff is uh happening for real and it's, it's, it's like you better bring it came around oh yeah it finally came around oh, real for real this stuff for real it's for real for real uh and let's see what we got we got uh seeds here now i think right oh my god seeds here now the best oh, name yeah. the best name of any like you know yes yeah. and it's pretty Organic, how it was like created seeds here now. Well, because people kept saying, Do you have seeds? and he'd be like, Yeah, yeah. And go, do you have them yeah. here? and he'd go, Yeah, do you have them now? and he'd say, Yeah, and he said it so many times yeah. that he was like, oh, yeah, it's Just call it seeds here now because pretty perfect. much that's what all people want to know. So. Yeah, oh, really? But, I always thought it was a play off of Ram Dass, Be Here Now. That's a good, could be yeah. if, depending on that. depending on who he's talking to. And now that you've said that, I'm sure that's going to become the whole new, new backstory. Right sounds way too. more. And sounds, you heard it first. It sounds, <laughs> it sounds way more educated than, than just seeds. Yes, every 
reputable breeder in his he does and he stable. Had, in his quiver or his yeah. quiver i've actually stable. got to meet those guys and know and because they work with uh, crockett they're one of crockett's biggest distributors so oh yeah yeah for sure is, you know working with crockett i've had to i've had to deal with them and they've been great to deal with dusty's the dusty's the definitely the 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 glue there keeping that stuff rolling and the thing is when you deal with so many seed companies it's like you got to understand there's a lot of it's a lot of people with things that just change on a daily you don't know like oh shit i need to take care of this now and you know and i know the pressure of trying to keep 30 people or 35 different breeders all going and you know and it's it's proven its test of time because he's been uh, our sponsor for years now and just see like always oh, you know the, the best uh, return policies and all customer those kind service. of things yeah. they hold it down man customer service is everything in, yeah. in yeah. the seed business god i mean so many fly-by-night oh. operations that you, well, know, like, you don't yeah, know where like, you're gonna get gives you exactly. throw money into the wind and just hope something comes back and who knows what if it's in a breeder package if it's like the real deal or if yeah. it's like you know this is, give us your first second and third pick and we'll hope that we have one of those <laughs> Try to get you something and, and sometimes it's not any of those you know what no, I mean? they like, make themselves really available mm-hmm. and they work really hard to satisfy everybody yeah. customer service is everything yeah yeah and that's that's why we love those guys because they're on point and delivering the goods which is you know that's it's a tough it's a tough racket even though it seems like it's an easy one everyone thinks it's the easiest thing in the world but it takes more it takes more than instagram account and like you know a bunch of followers because that stuff it's as i talk to all the people that about yourself it's like just give me the give me the genetics i'll know in five months what the fuck's going on because (laughs) i'll have the feedback you know and that's kind of what's nice about places uh when you go on these yearly i haven't been here in a while but hopefully more like the yearly visits but you can kind of see what worked from the last time you were here as a, as a breeder and surprisingly sometimes the things you think are just you know duds and the ones and the other ones that you think are shit don't fly and you know it's, <coughs> it's always fun how cool is it when people come up to you and they're like this is the seeds you gave me a year ago and i grew it and here's the results oh i love it now because i'll get here's the oil or the diamonds from it you know what i mean and i'm like damn this is like you know, i feel like that's pretty cool right. and to see it in it's and it's you know even clean even like more pure form right and i think also with the with with the you know all the cups that are going on and all the shows and things like that it's also you know just to show how on point they are like if there's breeders that want to do their own thing he lets them do their own thing and you know it's like yeah. There's not this whole like you know that's the problem too like like I was saying earlier egos are getting out of control in oh, yeah. the industry if you like, want like yeah and everybody's like you and... can't have this guy if you got that guy the ego is not your amigo well also think about the importance like you can learn anything you know you can learn everything from Ed and Jorge or me or whoever not me uh, probably not me why didn't you say me? maybe you, you? <laughs> yeah, well you too but where's where's your book. I know. Your Ed wants me to make a book. Right yeah, there, Ed to make a book. Anyway, <laughs> side note. But you can learn all of that, but it, none of it means anything if you don't have the right genetics. Mm-hmm. You know, so seeds here now is where you get like but, guaranteed from the breeder, basically direct yeah. to you through you know them, uh, the real deal of what yeah. you you know what you ordered. I mean, that's so important. Sure, and 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 then it, and like a, you know, the thing is that James also respects uh, growers. Like heirloom strains that they maybe are known for. So if you're 
coming in with your version of their thing and he already has that he's not, and he's working with that person he's just not he's not like he just stacks them on top so right. so he kind of respects all his people's space which is cool yeah and not yeah. easy either because there's no. so much to, to keep track of exactly and that's you know, why that's, it gets really must oh be. my god it's dicey I, yeah and i don't i don't envy him at all no. <laughs> like, hey no but that what but he provides an amazing incredible service sure yeah. you know we love you, Jane. No doubt. I'm yeah. just thinking it's good at it. Sincerenow.com. Yeah, and we should shout out Treasure, too. Oh, yeah. No. This is like... Treasure. The funny part was I've been shouting out Treasure now for a good year plus, and these guys didn't really even believe it was a thing. They were just like, what are what? we? What? This was the first... <laughs> this was the club, the number one club I wanted to go to. Of course. Well, I'm yeah. just saying, like, you know, I've been shouting them out, giving the done deal, Confusing all the people at the front desk for a while because every so once in a while someone comes in with a done deal and they never oh, know what nice. to do. Oh, wow. what the what the done deal, dude? <laughs> I mean, I, we how all do know not, about the done deal. How do they not know? But uh, treasure, treasure means is, treasure. It does mean treasure. It's but treasure. It's oh, the art's amazing. How is it pronounced? T R E S O-R. I know how it's spelled, but how is it is pronounced? Treasure. Treasure. Okay. <laughs> Treasure. 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 But you have to list. Properly. You have to list. Oh, there you go. I don't know. I'm just not going to say that. Like Thor? Treasure. 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 I get it. Treasure. That's why I've been Just say Treasure. Anyway, it's a great social club. It's a super great social club. And they allowed you to do this. It's a lot of fun. Amazing. I know, right? You'd, you'd think I'd, any I'd club that's willing to have me as a member, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, with the done deal, anybody can be a member. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But you have to say done deal. It's and a done mem- deal. And membership has its privileges. <laughs> you just walk in and tell the person, it's a done deal. It is. It's a pretty good deal. It's a pretty good deal. <laughs> they, you automatically get added to Adam's tab at the bar. Oh, yeah. It's a done deal. It is. That, All that my is drinks, a... done deal. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> Enjoy. Enjoy. Uh, no, but Treasure is one of the social clubs here that's definitely making waves as far as uh, just having a good atmosphere. Good music is one of the things that's very hard to find in a lot of these places is, sure. is when, quality music. Love the art. So, love one of my art. favorite parts of this club is that. It is. The tunes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. One of, the things, one of the things Bobby and I remember from going to, to Amsterdam years and years ago was coffee shops where you could get yourself a beer. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I kind of miss that. Before you know what I mean? You got to go to the yeah. bar. Yeah. And I mean... You know, it's just no one goes crazy and goes nuts or whatever. But you have a beer and you have a spliff. And there's not two separate places you were, gotta go. Were you there that know. year when when Rokerai served us beer and it was non-alcoholic <laughs> beer was. and they didn't tell us? Yeah, we ordered oh, beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and yeah. Uh, we got so I'll remember it forever. How many did you drink? Before it was like the first two, one, probably. And then we were like, huh, and we and, were really uh, high. And, and someone told us, you know. Yeah, was someone, it, was finally it no said, alcohol or like 3.2? No, it was a no was alcohol a, beer because they had changed the rules. Yeah. But we, we were shocked. Yeah. Like, are you still serving beer? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, score. <laughs> yeah. 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 We I thought it, they were in the gray area somewhere. We figured that one out quick, though. Yeah, we were <laughs> Actually, gray areas, speaking of which, I saw, I did see John. I did see John cool. as well. Awesome. And we had a chat. We're going to get him on the show, I think, hopefully tomorrow if it Turp Tower because... Uh, he, he's, he's got, got stories. We got, yeah, we both got another stories. Rhode Island guy, too. Like you? another, we went to the same school, dude. We went to the same elementary school. Wow. Are you and, kidding? Yeah, which we didn't know each other, but Todd McCormick's oh. a Rhode Island guy. There's a lot of Rhode Island people in the cannabis space. Yeah. Yes, space. it was it was the kind of place you space. had to get high to deal with it because it was, yeah, we're gonna really start doing trips to space. <laughs> 
with Elon? Stoned in space. Yes. Higher way. The highest way. The highest way. <laughs> that would be the highest way. Yeah, yeah. Go to Mars and get high and come back. Yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah, A. I doubt you'll get You high. can literally <laughs> say, I'm, I'm higher than any other dude has ever been. Yeah. You know, oh, Adam, Adam, you higher. Adam higher will be Yeah, no, that's trademarked. Yeah. Oh, I think you cool. uh, I want to work yeah. on a trip with him, too. <laughs> You'll have to have him uh, how, to the space. How do people find out more about Highway? Highwaytravel.com. Highwaytravel.com. Uh, and if they want to travel and have cannabis-friendly experiences. I'm always... Yeah. I mean, I travel... I usually have cannabis-friendly experiences just kind of by default, but not necessarily <laughs> if I'm on vacation, right? Yeah. Like, if I choose a place that I don't know someone there who can supply the right vibe... For, to my trip, I think you know. Well, that's highway travel. Excellent. Yeah. But I wouldn't I say, that. "Hey, I'm in Costa Rica. You got a weed hookup?" No, I'm talking I about. I need a flight to Costa Rica. Can you please tell me what's the coolest place to stay yes. with the butterfly what, what was that museum? Website that, what, the, there was a website that. that had like a total like go down this one alleyway and take a left. Oh, I don't know that. Oh, oh, like places to score yeah, kind of thing. Oh, I don't wow. Know that. That's a wow. whole different yeah. ball game. Yeah. That sounds Let's start it. I know it was real. No, it was real, bro. I wasn't dreaming. Wow. Like geocaching, but page get your weed. Yeah, and then who to get it. From. Yeah, not quite that detailed. But, but imagine you're coming to Spanibus for the first time. Uh-huh. You you need some guidance. Places well, to go, how well, to, yeah. how to go. The other beauty, like we were saying earlier, like, how the front of this place is so clean and so nice you would never know like if, if you didn't have a clue right. there's absolutely no reason you would think anything's yeah. going down because it's uh you just walk right by yeah it's designed to not have you draw right by? too much attention at all but yeah. it's, and that's the thing is the, the you know the the image that people have is always so wrong you know what i mean like whenever people uh, think of, like because the problem like in amsterdam with the coffee shops it was like you get those scooter kids and you get those you know there is that whole other like just hanging out wasting time kind of crowd which ends up uh using the space just because of the fact that it's like a uh buy a teacher and sit there all day right mm-hmm. <laughs> they're literally the whole day you know like that's it i pay 10 bucks i'm sitting in the same spot <laughs> drinking one cup of tea and that's it you know what i mean but uh i think that's that's you know a lot of times the, the design of places are designed to be too, way too comfortable you know what I mean? right. it's almost like <laughs> well there's an etiquette too to that i mean you got to spend a certain amount to hang out and i know some of the places there's some pretty feisty you know uh servers yeah. that will come and say hey come on it's time. It's time. Go. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? You know, yeah, the well, more classy joints. <laughs> the ones you're hanging. Out. I don't know about the ones you frequent. Uh, the riffraff. Yeah, I'm in the riffraff. I'm in the like ten dollar all day. Riff-raff. Yeah, that's, that's we awesome. have high friends in low places. <laughs> that's for yeah. sure. Um, <laughs> so you're you're going just here in home, or are you guys going to cruise around? I'm going to go back home, and then you know we have a whole bunch of series of cannabis cups and all kinds of events coming up. Starting. Tell us, tell us what's your big. I mean, you know, there's (laughs) April uh, 20th, of course. What is that? I heard of that. It's a famous holiday that uh, Hitler's birthday. Yeah, it's great. No, it's more about (laughs) Columbine. (laughs) Jk, Jk. Um, No, uh, you know, of course, everyone knows the most politically incorrect show ever. (laughs) You heard the. Oh, guys. Yeah. Um, (laughs) 420, the stoner. You know, the that's the when they have their Jamaica trip as well, yeah. which is the the venue yeah, for that. Coral Cove is amazing. I and did see some photos. It's not like the, you know, we're not talking about like Negril, like 
touristy on the whatever like this is it's not the deal where, where you're like it's, we see a picture uh, but if you just panned to the right tiny bit <laughs> secluded like, oh, in serena yeah, this yeah, is yeah. like yeah. your own private paradise it's, it's not a fire video. fest you guys haven't been doing fire festivals <laughs> yeah no. we've done the beach <laughs> we've done the beach 420 and then high times has their event on 420 we have the uh socal we have Mid Cal or like uh, you know Middle California kind Central of Central Valley, Central Valley, and then we right. have North. Is that in California. Sacramento? That one's in Sacramento. Right. Uh, Daly City, jeez, um, wow. which is the old Cow Palace where we've done oh, some events okay. in the past. Um, so yeah, we got a bunch coming up. Michigan also is going to be is, is announced. Oh, Michigan. And then the racetrack. Yeah, at the racetrack. The racetrack. I've never been there. Yet. One of my favorites of all time. I love oh, it. Oh, Michigan and people there are so cool. It's great. So chill. Cool vibe. Yeah, salt of the earth people. Yeah, and great cannabis and like a great cannabis culture. That's where that's where Scott comes from. The Illuminar. No, Scott Ruby. Ruby. Yeah, yeah, that's his, oh, that's, his, yeah. that's his stomping ground right there. Yeah, good, good people. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you guys are doing your Jamaica thing on the four twenty, and then what's your other big? Do you got any other crazy? Well, we're working on trips, uh, packages for Hawaii. We were just in Hawaii for the Hawaii Cannabis Expo. Dan was there, and I had yeah. a little side trip called Surf and Turps. Yeah, Surf and Turps, which was awesome. Was awesome. The first, this was the inaugural Surf and Turps. Surf and Turps, yeah. yeah. Where we tasted fruits and paired them with, you can say cannabis, better than yeah, we it, cannabis. Well, and, we had a party bus, and, and uh, we drove to a grow, and we got some really nice island-grown cannabis, and nice. we had some different fruits and then we went to a beach have you heard of the, the north shore, yeah, north shore the towards the north shore yeah. With, yeah and we went to a beach and we got to take some pictures and have some fruits we stopped and had lunch at a great spot oh, and yeah. we're just smoking it up on the bus and then we went back to the expo and it was a great time a lot of people came and got to meet each other and now they're friends yeah, yeah, and I met the MMA guy there too, Rumble. Oh, Anthony yeah. Rumble, Anthony Rumble was with us. Yeah. Uh, big guy. Uh, Anthony Rumble. He's an oh, MMA, he's MMA fighter. fighter. He's like yeah, yeah. a champion. He was a great guy. Yeah, he was champion. And he gave us a really nice compliment. He stopped us. You were there too. He stopped us and he's like. I just want to let you guys know you're the coolest people that I've ever hung out with. <laughs> Remember that? That's, That's beach. so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. No, we had a good time. And uh, so so we we're building out packages for Hawaii. And we're, of course, building out packages for Barcelona. And Amsterdam. Uh, and Amsterdam eventually. Have you, uh, are you familiar with the All Hawaiian International? Uh, uh, what the Ahi Cup? Yeah. In Maui? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, this year is going to be in Oahu, which is nice. Oh, okay. So, a little less exciting. Yeah, but, Maui's yeah. magical. Yeah, but it's a little more easy for people it's, to It's access. easier for yeah. people to get and they got hotels a, they need a bigger stuff. menu. Oh, they should. I'm going to have to talk to them. You should MC. talk to them. Do then June. It's June. It's uh, oh, yeah. June something. Perfect. I'll be there. I think I'm available June, June something. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> Hawaii is like available. one of those really hard sell places. You're like, yeah. I don't know if you want to come to Hawaii. And, <laughs> no, I get good travel packages and stuff with my vendors of flights and the hotels. They and just, you should they just recently uh, allowed for people with medical cards in other states. Yeah, reciprocity. So they have reciprocity yeah. in their medical uh, shops, which That's there's huge. only a few. But That's I, huge I, for tourism. Yeah. Oh, very huge. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Just That's why week, we're getting on it. Ago. We're on it. <laughs> packages are coming, people. Yeah. Sweet. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can find you at Highway Travel and Danny Danko out signing. P- 
pandering for for, for <laughs> with pressing signing. the flesh. <laughs> you know, hustling books. Book hustler. Two for thirty. You know what I'm saying? They got garbage down the block. You got to meet your Yo, I got books you got here. I got books. Today. You guys want a book? <laughs> You're going to be the next Ed, bro. Have, how many books do you have under your wing? I don't know. I mean, to me, just grow, grow. I just want people to grow their own and grow it better and get the right genetics and, you know, get get all the right products and sure. do it properly. For the, talent, man, for the people. And it's selfish because well, I just want to smoke better weed. No, it's and about being a true believer. That's true, too. I mean, I'm a true believer, but I also want to smoke great cannabis, I should say. Yeah. True believer in cannabis. <laughs> I take quality over quantity anytime. Yeah. It's the plant. That's, it's, that's to me, it's about, and to me, it's about the plant. Like, people have, you talked about the egos and this and that. People <laughs> are like, oh, you're an OG, you're this, you're that. I'm a servant to this plant. We all are. And that's, the plant is what helped us and made, brought us to where we are. It's not about any particular person or, or entity or brand or anything. It's just about the plant. And, you know, that's hemp, that's cannabis, that's mm-hmm. CBD, that's THC. That's all the things you get, the fabric, the seed, all of it. And that's what it's about Yeah, at the end of the day. I mean, well, the, we always... I think it is the end of the day. It's the beginning of the next day. <laughs> Actually, the beginning. That's the beginning of the next day. Past that, yeah. At right. the end of the day. Oh, you mean now? Right. But it's a healing flower, right? Eight Ultimately. Minutes. Eight healing. minutes it's of a... nonstop jibber-jabber. Ah. Go. Oh, you have a specific time that this yeah. ends? Yeah. Wow. Now. Right it's, now. it's literally 420. It's ending as we speak, dude. But, but, sent, but Mountain Standard Time. Okay. So now we are we're following exactly to the schedule. Shout out to the one dude watching 50 years or listening 50 years from now. Hello, like, I wonder future if that website show. still or a works. Or nation. Maybe when, whole nation. Well, the guy, the guy in the future, when the website does work, he went back in time and brought it to us here, so hopefully, so that we'll, we'll get to see it. It's working. Wow. Oh, do we even... Oh, fuck. We didn't push record, though. <laughs> dude. Don't. Don't. <laughs> Wow. All right, man. Well, no, no. What's been? Okay. Let's wind it down. We got, we got, it, we got eight, eight minute wind down. Let's. Uh, yeah, so what uh, else are we gonna do? We're gonna go to Spandavis tomorrow. You're gonna do well, some I'm, more recording. I'm gonna cruise around and interview a bunch of people. I'll probably uh, hunt you down. So it's huge already, there. It's like a maze. Tomorrow, you. I want you to be on my show. Oh shit! Yeah, of course. What do you do? You got, you're cruising with people. You have. I'm spot. just gonna do. Yeah, I got the handheld. He's action. a mobile unit. So. He's a one man mobile unit. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, definitely. We'll just have to cool. find out a quiet spot. It's like that's the one thing there. It's like you know, it's uh, it's just a lot big. of noise. It's big though, too. It's just like Jesus Christ. But you can just tell, like, if you're just looking, if you you, know, you do one of those classics where you miss each other at the beginning and never see each other. I'm, I'm not, I keep them short and sweet. You know, we have we have fun. I'm just just sit and chill. And oh, yeah, chat right. no, we can outside. Or, oh hell yeah, outside yeah. We'll find we'll find a spot. We'll find a spot. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the biggest one I've ever seen. Obviously, it's like. Amazing to see the, even with all the uh, pushback like Holland has with Grove shops not being able to sell anything really hardly at all anymore without any kind of problems, and then with uh, you know the amount of uh, effort that goes into producing this plant, even when it's you know quasi legal or a gray area or and when it gets legal is when it, it starts to uh, you start to really see the the what it takes to actually do it right. You know what I mean? Like we've cut corners for so long that nowadays you start to see like 
grows becoming more uh, kind of uniform too, which is kind of boring too. They're like, okay, yeah, rolling tables up, you know, everything's at 12 foot span. Everything's exactly the same size, pretty much, you know, HVAC, everything kind of, you know, dosatrons. And you're like, okay, well, there, you know, it's, uh, but I'm pretty excited about the future because I think people are going to start to Henry Ford it, you know what I mean? Where they're going to start to say like, why are we doing it like this when we now we're not trying to, there's no reason to grow uh, whole crops in one room when we can just run them down lines, you know what I mean? Or factory, you know, and it'll be interesting to see because like Ed was saying before, you know, automation might be the way to, you know, supply the masses with the most perfect growing looking robot crop you know priced out thing and and i'm kind of down to for it too but at the same time i also think you know getting your hands dirty and doing all that is what you know from a personal point of view way more rewarding so never get rid of that you know i mean always keep that kind of close to home but you know i'm excited to see the the future i think it's gonna be more than interesting i'm constantly learning new things i'm like really geeking out now in vapor pressure deficit and how that affects oh, VPD. That was a, did you listen to one of our old shows? I listened to the shows, but Mitch, you know, Mitch I, was the VPD guy, right? He was all over that. <clears throat> yeah. But now seeing it in action really, um, um, just shows that there's so much more left to be learned about, uh, you know, grow room environment and climate and how you control it. And, uh-huh. you know, Mitch also brought my attention to leaf surface temperature as well and, and yeah. all the research that was there. Yeah. And that, you know, really changed a lot of, you know, the, the techniques as far as lighting. Well, especially when you, when you look at like as a consultant, which I think you're, you know, you and I are both, even when we're not officially consulting, we are always kind of going in and saying, well, you know. Oh, wait, can I pick your brain? <laughs> <laughs> Take me to lunch first, please. Yeah. That's at least at least the minimum. You're gonna get a lot of exposure. A lot of exposure. <laughs> a lot of exposure. <laughs> a lot of ex- yeah, it's gonna be really good. Um, but yeah, like just knowing that you could tell somebody that they could run their system at eight degrees warmer when they start calculating in their minds like what eight degrees is on a hundred thousand square foot warehouse a year. That's like oh shit, that's like thirty thousand dollars a year right there. You know, it's like paid for itself just like that one little hit you know tweak tweak you know yeah. like, oh, okay and then on top of that you can you know obviously work from there um but yeah we'll get we'll have a show hopefully soon where we can just you next time you come across something super awesome you just have to like save it for the show like don't 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 put on your crappy show <laughs> oh wow the beef we had a beef between our shows oh. you already blew wow. the no they forgot already they forgot you screwed it up by the no no show. believe me they they know they know. They know well, the beef's real. The beef is real, dude. Yeah. We hate each other. Oh man, me and Danny. We go you way back. See the, the yeah, you see I that? save all the good stuff for my show. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. There's like decades of friendship in this. <laughs> <laughs> decades. Yeah. Just... They put it all together. It's a lot yeah. of time. Oh, no, for sure. No, no. It's always good to see you guys. Well, Bobby's been going to Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. I met him in '94. '94. That precedes me by yeah. four, Kids. five years, right there. See? You know, he started as an intern at High Times when he was 19. Right? Can that's, you imagine? That's the magic age. When you're 19, you can do anything. Right? <laughs> at that point, you could literally go and. That's correct, right? Uh, might have been 20 or 21. 20, Still, I think. 20. I mean, 20 years old. At 20, it's, it's uh, definitely 20. Yeah. 20. Just jumps in, goes right to Amsterdam, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, and I was gonna be. I was gonna. <laughs> I was majoring in advertising and design. I was going to like design ad campaigns or something. 
And then and he did, and, too. and then yeah, well, too, along the way, yeah. But then you know, somebody was like a friend of mine in one of my marketing classes. She got a uh, job at High Times uh, as an intern in the ad department, and then she moved on and said, "Hey, they're looking for a new intern. Do you want? Do you want to go work at High Times?" And I was like, "Yeah, I want to work at High Times." So I ended up going for the interview, and it was a funny story. I was wearing a Zeppelin T-shirt and ripped jeans. I had no portfolio. I had nothing. <laughs> they just told me go in today. Go go see him. I met with John Holmstrom and he hired me on the spot and I ended up making a new position for me because they didn't have an art intern at the time, but they made maybe an art intern because they realized I was more into art than ads. But anyway, that's, that's, the, <laughs> sorry, sorry to go into the origin story. Tangent, it's awesome. That. Origin story. So the Adam Doug show. And then, dun, 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 then Bobby, Bobby, that's my Clark Kent. It's my Clark what Kent. What year story. was that? 94 is when I started as an intern. So you went straight to Amsterdam, like you said. And then, yeah, I was like working that. there two months, and they were like, do you want to go to Amsterdam and work at this event? And I was like, no. You're going to pay for me to go to Amsterdam? Hell yeah, I want to do that. And I went, and my, you know, it was it was a crazy experience. And that was It was the first time they opened it to the uh, public, really. Before that, it was a private party. Wow. So like they, the first time they like, sold judges' passes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I was in charge of registration, was and I got mobbed. It was me and one other person running registration <laughs> at the PAX party house. Yeah, and there was mobs of people on the street, and it was pouring raining, and they were getting... Mm-hmm. The whole entranceway was filled with people, and it's me and one other person, and I have three or four different lists to check names against. So people About are coming 3, in, people. and everybody's angry. They're wet. They're cold, oh, yeah. and yeah, they're like, Dutch. and it's the Dutch. first time. And I'm like, what's your name? Wait, and they're all paying me in different currencies, uh, like this country. That I'm like, I don't know how to make change. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I have no change oh drawer. Like, God. it was crazy, dude. It was your first, your first three or four cups it are was just that, like that, experience. where you just you're at the you're on the front lines and all that. And then, well, that's what it always hopefully you pay your dues. Literally, I paid. That's for your dues. That's where all the pressure is on that first day registration. I didn't know what to expect. People, it never yeah. goes smooth. I don't yeah. think I've ever seen it where it's, running it's into gotten people better. I mean, Craig languages. made it automated and like no, computerized. Well, maybe now. Well, I'm talking Instagram days. It was, well, yeah, there yeah. was no automation. Yeah. There was a couple years where we got it down pretty decent, but I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I think our team became a little more for a while. We had the iPad voting that worked out pretty well. Arizona never had big lines outside. No, Craig Institute, the iPad voting, and that was a cool thing. I was on the front lines at the well, Power Zone with people. Yeah. And we can definitely get into oh, We had some good know, times I at the Power Zone, good people, But really, just trying to, to find people who can translate in languages that I couldn't really understand yeah. or, or a lot of people show hand motion it out. Well, you know, just, just trying to figure it out. I, I, no, I, mean, get, I speak to a lot of Russians that come. Yeah. There's a lot of Japanese people that would come. Oh, the whole Japanese team of people would come. They were so fun. First Magazine, all those guys. Yeah, they would have a crew of 100 people. Hot Dog Magazine. They were awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you see them every day. Oh, hello, hello. Business I, card? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they look do the whole business nice card. Oh, yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah. We had some great times. Pax Party House days, that's that's old school. Like even cannabis industry. Well, Pax Party House was definitely, uh, like, especially the first couple of years because it hadn't quite burst at the seams, but then it did. It like, used to get so crowded. It would take forever to get up and down those stairs. Oh, yeah. And it was uh, just because it was right next to the police station. It was ridiculous. <laughs> like you come out and you were like yeah. connected. Cool. The building was connected. We did have good times there, though, man. It was cool. cool, cool. I mean, there's a police station right by Milk Lake, too. Like, yeah. You, you right know all about it. Oh, I spent, I spent an hour in jail. In Bobby there. spent an hour in jail for canning weed out to people station. in the line at, at the sugar oh, factory. Nice. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> 
Well, the, the, the charges were dropped. The, 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 the charges were dropped. The year they had the hole in the floor that year. It was at it was at the Remember sugar factory place, yeah. and it Across was pouring street. rain. Oh, One other situation where yeah. people are outside getting wet, they're getting grumpy. You gotta it's bring cold. Some weed. They're waiting to get in and get their pass. Yeah. And so Hager gives me this bag of weed, and he's like, "Go out there and just hand out nugs to people, make them happy." Give them weed and they tell them that just be patient. It'll be okay. So I go out there and I'm going down the line, going giving little nugs to people. People are getting excited. People are like, hell yeah, man. It's cool. Don't worry. And I, I think I'm doing a good by. job. And all of a sudden, two guys approach me, normal normal clothes, just come at me, two Dutch dudes. And they're like, okay, you're coming with us. And I'm like, excuse me, what? And they like take my arms and they're like, and I'm like, what do you mean? What's going on? Like they haven't even identified themselves. You know what I mean? And I'm like, what's going on? Like, you know, you are coming with us. You're under arrest. And, uh, you know, uh, you need to come with us. And I said, okay, well, can I just go inside? I got to tell my boss and my lawyer who's in there that this is <laughs> happening so they know. Otherwise, no, 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 you cannot talk to anyone. You have to come with us. And I'm like, listen, I will go with you. And, I, I'm, you know, I'll do whatever you want me to do. But I have to tell someone. I'm here working and I have to tell someone from my company that this is happening so that it can be so that you guys can figure this out. And then finally, they relented. They're like, okay, so we went inside. And I was like, Holland. Uh, uh, yeah. Your help. yeah, so yeah. Anyway, I spent an hour in a Dutch jail, but I got my hash back. I, I, I sat in that same jail. Yeah. Across the middle. It was, yeah. And it was on a Friday night, and, and I was watching all my friends go to a party, and I was like sitting in there looking out the window. Oh, like, oh dude, look at that. There's Monica. There's everybody. Yeah. Everyone's going out. You can see your friends from the prison. Yeah. Wow. Wasn't really uh, a prison well, jail. Like, yeah. It was just a, it was at the station. Holding, there, holding cell. Yeah. Holding cell, exactly. But, Have you stayed in touch with Monica? How's she doing? I haven't talked to her in a while. Uh, well, I'm gonna find out. We're gonna be up in uh, on Monday through Wednesday. So we're going for Cheeky Monday. Night. All oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, you know we literally planned the entire trip around Cheeky Monday. That's cool. That's in Holland. Yeah, yeah. It's the longest running uh, drum and bass party that I've ever heard. I think like 15 years or something like that now. So. Well, please give Monica yeah, never stops me actually. Over to see her. Awesome. Yeah, we will. And sure. uh, and I'm, we're looking forward to trying to get back over to Amsterdam as soon as possible. Hopefully, oh. end of this year or early next year or something like that. Yeah, I like I said, same as this, same as coming here. Seven years, about the same time. So it's going to be interesting to see. It's like uh, the whole trip is going to be awesome. It's been great because we're bringing the whole crew here. So you know. Oh. Uh, Josh has been there a few times, but yeah, everybody else. Great. I'm excited for you guys. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. It's, really great. And it's funny because it's like, it's yes. a little less exciting now than it was because obviously you can buy weed everywhere now, so it's not the biggest deal in the world. But once you go to Amsterdam, I think for the first time it is like there's so much kind of Smoking in this coffee different shop. vibes yes. than you're totally used to. Cool it, it definitely is. Uh, yeah, cozy. it's a good good time and this time of year too i mean we would oh, always go in november so my my <laughs> vision of amsterdam is just cold and rainy and it's miserable weather yeah. sideways oh, hail and, and things like that oh. and then i went in july and may a couple oh, times yeah. and it's I like was a like, different world <laughs> all the all the uh, tables are out in the oh, squares yeah. and people, people are eating house plants are all on their stoops i want to go when the tulips are happening at the oh yeah that'd be cool. cooking off yeah yeah, cooking yeah. Off yeah. no it is it, it has its moments there for oh, sure yeah. Uh, we're going to be there Monday through Wednesday, uh, predicted rain every day. So I was like, good. You guys are going to get the real Amsterdam experience. Can't go there and have it too nice. Mm. Otherwise, people think you know, right. an illusion of. No. Yeah. I don't know. I really like the bitter ball. And if you guys eat meat, yeah. it's yeah. like to you me, have to, it's good you, stuff. You really have to appreciate it when the sun comes out there. Like you have to. I know that. that oh, yeah. That. Well, the, oh, the, the funny part is that when you, people do sit out on the uh, on the on the patios and stuff, 
it's all based on sun per like whatever hour the sun is there is the only hour that people are at that cafe the rest of the time. <laughs> Fuck that place. Oh, like, the cafe hopping by the sun? You literally just like see the place like across the sun. Start to go shady. And, and then a little shade comes in and then whoop, whoop, they start squeezing over. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I would man. think ahead and just go like two cafes ahead. <laughs> no, they they're, they're literally absorbing every single gram of uh, yeah. sunshine they can. You know what I mean? This is like, how can I absorb the most? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to that part of the trip and the next couple of days here at Spanabis. So, I know. Danny Danko. What's your quick easiest way? DannyDanko.com? Uh Danny Danko H T on uh Instagram. Cool. Danny Danko on Facebook and Twitter. My book is on Amazon. It's called Cannabis, a Beginner's Guide Sounds to Growing so Marijuana. Anyone can learn to grow if they want to. Or you can buy corporate weed, whatever. I mean it's <laughs> up to you. It's totally up to you. No, you buy your weed you from Monsanto your... or Marlboro, or you can make it yourself your out of light going water and be a modern day alchemist. It's really up to you. You know what I mean? But I know what I'm going to do. Sounds good. Uh, <laughs> I am. I will too. Definitely. Uh, and you guys, highway.com, I would say. Highwaytravel.com. Highwaytravel.com. Check out Baked on the Beach in Jamaica. Also, uh, please check out Bobby uh, Blazing with Bobby Black on Cannabis Radio and CrockettFamilyFarms.com. And tomorrow we'll definitely do that interview. So that's uh, obviously going to have some great shows coming up. <laughs> not, not really. Stay tuned. Stay uh, tuned. <laughs> Shout out to um, a beautiful wife, CC sitting there hanging yeah. out. Yeah. And little Nick uh, survived snowpocalypse in Colorado. You saw that. It was a yeah. fucking blizzard, dude. Came through. Yeah. No Babysitters, music, down. all sorts of good fun he had. So, yeah. He's, now he's with grandma. So, it's all, it's all good. Nice. And nice. school was out for two days. Wow. In Colorado. That's, that's crazy, dude. Colorado yeah. never happens. Two days of school out? Are you kidding me? Yeah. In a row? That's wild. For like not even that much snow, just a lot of wind. Crazy out there. Um, if you guys are at Spanibus and uh, just came, come to booth number ninety tomorrow, I'll be at THD's booth. And if you're in, obviously come to see Treasure here, and just look them up at Treasure BCN on Facebook. And I think Treasure, you can just look it up, and it actually pops up like a real place. Cool. That's great. And we're booth uh, 39, <laughs> DNA Crockett is booth 39. Check 39. us out. And uh, Adam, I just want to thank you for the hospitality of and for having us on your show, man. It's been, it's I'm been glad great. I could get the it's a great place, man. Half the half, sure. Yeah. <laughs> half, of the, uh, to, half the crew up here. Always a pleasure to get the done deal. The oh, done yeah. Done deal. Done deal. Feels good, right? Yeah. Come to Treasure <laughs> for the done deal. Come to Treasure uh, and uh, listen to the show next week. We'll have no idea what we're doing, Jimmy. No. We'll be in the studio, though. Yes, we will. At the studio. Who knows? ADS. That's right. ADS Studios. See you guys next week. Peace. Practically every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic check on the record album. This is a special question. We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. One of the smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it 